The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. And coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live or on YouTube. we got a lot of great stuff on our YouTube page right now. And we'll have more on that YouTube page because we are covering a press conference regarding the extension of head football coach Mike Houston as he will remain the head coach of the Pirates. Uh, Contract uh, keeps him here in writing through 2026. And we will have a lot of details on that throughout today's program. We will talk some Pirate football coming up later on this hour with Kevin Monroe, color analyst on the Pirates Learfield Sports Network. He will join us at around 325 uh, at some point. We'll try to do it in hour number one. I got to get Igo on the phone because we talked about doing our picks when he was here on Tuesday and completely forgot to do them. So we got to take care of that business. Uh, we'll talk to Igo for a few minutes and get his thoughts on this contract extension uh, later on in hour number one. Hour two, we'll talk some ECU basketball uh, and focus on their opponent, the Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs. We'll give you a scouting report on them. We'll talk to their head coach, who knows quite a bit about Greenville and ECU basketball. Tim Kraft, former Pirate assistant, uh, was here when the Pirates went on that CIT championship run. He worked... Uh, under Jeff Lebo. He has uh, been the head coach at Gardner-Webb for a while now, and uh, he got his run in Bulldogs to the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago, and uh, for the first time ever in school history, they're trying to make it back there, and they're trying to beat the Pirates on Saturday, so we'll set that one up for you. Coming up at around 4 o'clock, we'll talk to the head coach of the running Bulldogs, Gardner-Webb. Jeff Nadeau joins us at around 425 as we will look at uh, all the championship games and college football going on also college basketball uh acc big 10 challenge comes to an end with the big 10 winning again uh and some wild ones last night nc state nebraska went to four overtimes that was crazy north carolina pounding michigan in chapel hill uh we'll talk college basketball with the big man on campus jeff nadu as uh we're gonna have a new number one it appears with duke losing the other night to ohio state at five o'clock troy d will be in and east carolina athletics director john gilbert will join us on the program and yeah we got a lot to talk about we'll talk about the mike houston extension also uh some projects coming up what's on tap for east carolina athletics we'll talk to john gilbert coming up in our third hour and day two of the pirate radio treasure chest we have our envelope right here there is a prize in that envelope now what we need to do is find our winner open up that envelope and let you know uh, what that winner will win we will do that in our number three of today's show we'll open up the pirate radio treasure chest so stick around for that carrie brown our first winner won yesterday a 100 dollars gift card to tiebreakers we'll see what happens on day two so that i believe is everything we have and i'm sure 
as this program is live we will uh hit some other angles as well today we got shirley rhodes and chandler honeycutt in studio b chan man how you doing man what's up ah uh, man hornets right there last night man big dude. three by Lamelo to tie the game yeah uh but the bucks end up winning by two that's stunk. 36 his career high last night for Lamella Ball. Yeah, but Giannis all, dropped 40. Well, you just dropped his name. Sorry. I was going to say there is a very good basketball player on that other team, and it's the Greek freak. He dropped 40, had a 40 burger last night. A 40 burger. Uh, so that happened last night. Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Good to hear. Good to hear. You want to get to the rundown? Let's do it. All right um what wording did you go with chandler we had a discussion my houston extension oh good that's exactly what i suggested and uh that's what you went with well what did you want to say more mike <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that a reference to something or just we get more mike we're getting more mike mike houston extension i, I mean more mike I, I don't i don't get it there's nothing to get we get more mike <laughs> <laughs> how about houston we don't have a problem that's a good one no it's not how about i we, we said this uh we should do this one just to troll everybody houston leaving or good what? goodbye houston because houston mccullough is leaving from her job with ecu athletics that and is i'm true. totally bummed about it uh but she uh she's done a great job mike houston though will indeed be back because he signed an extension today uh from the east carolina release uh it says mike houston uh will be under contract now through the 2026 season and uh i can read a statement real quick he said quote it's truly an honor and privilege to be the head football coach at ecu good opportunity and i want to thank chancellor rogers and john gilbert and chandler honeycutt for their continued commitment to building a program we can be proud of we have built a solid foundation foundation due to the discipline discipline determination determination and, and work violence. <laughs> and work done by our players coaches and staff we still have unfinished business and i liked uh, when you go to ecupirates.com and look at the story there's a uh uh what do you call this thing it's not a montage when it's a uh collage a collage a collage a collage a collage of photos pictures uh with mike houston and at the top it says unfinished business oh nice and i feel that way as well because this is uh again not the final chapter of the mike houston era and what this team and and program can do uh i'm gonna keep saying this Uh, if the polls came out today media and and coaches poll in the aac i think east carolina is going to be picked third heading into next year if cincinnati and ucf and houston bolt uh they might be picked at the top of the american so some some good's happening here and i'm glad that we're going to keep that rolling with mike houston as the head coach there was no dollar figures uh attached to the ecu pirates.com story uh espn has a story on mike houston signing an extension and of course they use the uh the word sources this is a chris low article but he says uh east carolina which secured a winning season for the first time in seven years has locked up head coach mike houston with an extension through 2026 that averages 2.3 million dollars annually sources 
told ESPN. Sources. Maybe we can get John Gilbert to uh, break it down to the exact penny when he joins us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Would that make him the highest paid ECU coach that we've ever had? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would. I mean, I don't recall uh, another football coach getting that much money. The ESPN article says Houston earned $1.5 million, uh this year. Oh, okay. I did not know that. And uh, has steadily turned around an East Carolina program, uh, according to the article. To bring me my money. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, I was never really super concerned that he would be leaving this coaching carousel cycle. But the thought of it was troubling because, man, you just, we talked about it with Bryce Williams yesterday. Um, and he said, you just, you don't want to start from scratch again, from ground zero. And when a coach leaves, we're going to have transfers out anyway because that's the, the nature of the beast in 2021 in college athletics, college football. But when a coach leaves, players leave, commitments leave, and it's just, uh, it's a mess. So, uh stability is a very good thing and stability you got to have good stability and you're going to have that with the the coaching and hopefully the coaching staff we said that last off season and we did have some change but maybe it was changed for the better uh but hopefully stability with the staff and stability with this roster you know Holt Naylor's has a decision to make on whether or not he wants to pursue other options or stay at East Carolina for another year so you've got that you've got other players who are in the same boat that could potentially go elsewhere or come back and once again maybe that unfinished business mantra maybe that's the uh the motto of this team moving into 2022 stability <laughs> hey hey look, hashtag, hey this is time this is what the pirate nation wanted and they got what they wanted today and that it's just great to see that he's not going anywhere i'm I'm like you clip i really never was worried about him leaving i know he knew in his mind that he he still has a lot to finish here and like the post says on ecu football's twitter page that there is unfinished business uh left you know to accomplish here at east carolina and that's certainly you know competing for a conference championship something that he mentioned day one when he got the job here at east carolina so uh and one of the goals was going back to a bowl game and you know december 27th we will be in the military bowl against the acc school so um you know he's accomplishing things but there's also plenty more to accomplish and he's uh, and you know, he said on his coach's show last, or actually earlier this week, and said, you know, that they were talking, and he wants to be here. And it's, you know, a lot of people probably thinking, well, that's what everybody says. They love it here. The family loves it here. But I actually think Mike Houston really loves it here in Greenville. His family loves it. Amanda loves it. And so, um, really glad to have Mike Houston stay aboard uh, here in Greenville and try to get us to the heights that we haven't seen in quite some time uh no yeah totally with you and uh some questions comments in the facebook live chat um robert says do you know what that contract extension means nothing i don't know if he's referring to my nothing burger earlier this week um really all it means is that he's going to be the coach for east carolina in 2022 because it's it's year to year if he has a banner year and somebody comes along with a lot more money they can snatch him up uh you know if and if he wants to be here forever then he can say no and coach here forever but right now we talked about a monday with ellerby everything just feels so year to year how'd you do this past season 
and do you have things in place for the next season and coaches are going to recruit and they're going to plan for the future but as a viewer a spectator uh to all this it feels very year to year right now in college athletics it's uh it's turned into pro sports with all the roster turnover and coaching turnover um jonathan says where does his salary rank with other aac coaches um i'm finding that difficult to find although maybe i knows more about this so this is from underdogdynasty.com this is from an article in february of this year so a long time ago but in 2021 uh i can read off some of these uh, according to this cincinnati paid luke fickle 3.4 million um annually with a salary pool of 3.85 uh mike houston in this one in the espn article we just talked about said he got 1.5 it says mike houston 1.468 million and uh the salary pool unknown according to this article so he's uh about two milli according to this behind luke fickle dana holgerson four million ryan silverfield 1.8 million at memphis kenny amontololo over two mil sonny dykes set him at 1.3 million uh for smu temple rod carey 2 million he's gone gone willie fritz 1.6 million at tulane philip montgomery the other coach mo 1.698 million gus malzahn 2.3 at ucf jeff scott 1.8 at usf so if mike houston is indeed and that what did i say 2.3 yeah 2.3 million annually according to espn it would still put him behind a few put him right there with neil matalolo and it would put him behind holgerson and uh and luke fickle so i would say with the others in the conference uh very paid very competitively uh when you look at his peers in the american athletic conference all right uh so you can chime in on facebook live if you have a question comment regarding this but we're uh we're happy to hear this news we'll talk about it more coming up at five o'clock with john gilbert east carolina athletics director as he'll join us here on pirate radio live johnny robertson saying uh jeff trailer at soon to be american athletic conference utsa signed a 10-year $28 million deal. I saw that. And I got to tell you, I'd rather have... Because these contracts don't mean squat. Nothing. I'd rather have a guy under contract for three or four years than 10 10 years. And, you know, is that all, like, locked in, guaranteed money and all that? That, That's crazy that the UTSA coach signed a contract for 10 years. Uh, but we'll be seeing the Roadrunners soon. Roadrunners lost their first game last week, and they'll be playing in their championship game against Western Kentucky. I believe that's a Friday game. We'll go over that schedule before we get out of here today. Brad says, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Chandler, you should have taken your uh, long snapping skills. Did you ever think about getting into coaching? Nah. Really? Just now you are in this line of work because you love sports like i and you wanted to do something sports related correct yes and i love talking do you yeah I'll, have you not noticed that you're a talker yeah you're a chatterbox chatty kathy i mean there's days where i'm not did you ever want to talk about anything other than sports nah me neither i mean i just i grew up like talking i remember like 
older gentlemen being like, dude, I feel like I'm talking to like a 30 year old, 35 year old. Like I'll be 18 years old. At, and it, it, all, it really all started at like going to ECU games and talking pirate football with the people around me. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, Dietrich Allen. You know, you remember Dietrich? I, yeah. They're like, how the hell do you know Dietrich Allen? I'm like, well, I, I just know. And you I'm said, why not, about how do you not know Dietrich Allen? How do you Allen? not know Dietrich Allen? <laughs> you know, Adonis yeah. Armstrong. How do you not know those guys? Chip Thompson. Chip Thompson. I mean, look. And so I just got to talk, and I was like, hmm. I, and I listened to sports talk radio growing up, too. So I was like, you know, I, that's something that I would like to do. That seems like fun. Play-by-play <coughs> play would be my ultimate yeah. you know, goal in life is to be a play-by-play play guy for some major team. I thought I'd – and I – I wanted to get into that too and you know i've done very you know a little bit of it here at pirate radio and and other places but uh i think the, my, my the favorite thing i do is the uh the pregame because it's just optimism it's like a fast moving we're it's fast moving we're watching games you're looking forward to a kickoff yeah it's like the anticipation the excitement Exc- I, imagine how exciting it's going to be on the morning of december 27th oh my we've, goodness gracious we've got our christmas presents we've ate our christmas turkey and christmas ham sausage balls and we're you know and it's probably going to be a just a force of habit but you're we're going to be sitting there at the christmas table going man i wish there was more ecu football this year and then you'll go wait a minute we play in a couple of days that pregame show is going to be lit yeah we might have to do it with our shirts off i just talked myself into it and you you just mentioning it i'm i might take my shirt off right now <laughs> I think I'm going to wear a coat such as this, a zip, and just have no shirt under it so I can oh, do the Cam Super- Newton. Yeah, <laughs> Superman. Oh, hell yeah, do that. But, I mean, look, I mean, the past six and six or seven Christmases, hey, I've been si, will you stop telling me to look and, and listen, listen? And listen, just, Clip. Just say your sentence without saying look or listen. And listen. I mean, for the past six or seven years, I'm sitting there with the family at Christmas thinking to myself, man. I want more ECU football. Why couldn't we have won more, two or three more games? Not this year, my friend. That Christmas ham is going to be tasting all right. Because in just a couple of days, I'm going to say to my family, in just a couple of days, we will be on the Bud Light pregame tailgate show for four hours getting you ready for the Military Bowl. All right. Nice promo there, Chandler. That was exciting. Now we've still got like four weeks to go, so I need you to keep up that excitement uh, throughout the uh, the entire month of December. Uh, exciting for the listeners today because we will be uh, giving away a prize out of the Pirate Radio treasure chest uh, in the third hour. Uh, Mike Houston press conference going on now. Stephen Igo and uh, Pirate Radio tweeting that out. Just looking at an Igo tweet at the moment um, where Mike Houston expresses his happiness to uh to get that extension and pay bump and remaining the head coach at east carolina uh we're excited to be here i'm thankful for john gilbert and the whole ecu staff thank you pirate nation i love the passion they have on game days 365 days a year talking about being here at ecu so uh good stuff man good good to wake up good Good, you know good bunch good stuff uh, john gilbert uh getting it done and you know the the powers that be so uh kudos to all around 
that Mike Houston will be back uh, for at least another year. And look, he's under contract through 2026. All right, moving along. What's next? Oh, coaching carousel. So, yeah. more of this. Well, we, I need to put it into my head that if you hear a name attached to a job, specifically college football because that's what's happening right now then it's not going to be that guy it's not that guy you're pal. not that guy pal you're uh, not that guy. it's going to be somebody that we hadn't heard of now and uh think about lincoln rally to usc had you had that entered your brain before it happened no not mine brian kelly going to lsu that was way no. out of left field and then i thought when we started talking about the fickle to notre dame that just felt like a perfect fit there i I thought the only problem was they were going to have to wait it out and wait for cincinnati now you know if they lose the championship game to houston maybe they could go ahead and get it done like mully was saying yesterday but if they win that go to the playoff notre dame would probably have to to wait that out before they could bring in luke fickle and being patient and uh coaching carousel can probably cost you too that would take you beyond the early signing day point Mm -hmm. so they uh they stay within and what's the uh the first name chandler marcus freeman freeman uh who was on the staff there at notre dame and reportedly uh the players really wanted him it was like a rudy situation where they went into the ad's office put their jerseys down this one's for rudy coach for coach freeman coach for coach freeman uh, and they said they wanted him, and he's staying there. And, and and Chandler, you told me this last night. Apparently, Brian Kelly is not bringing any assistance with him, or is that? There was an attempt. I, I, what I have seen is that there was an attempt for him to bring Tommy Reese, a former quarterback at Notre Dame, at Notre Dame and yeah. now the offensive coordinator, to bring him to LSU with him and be the offensive coordinator there. He was looking to bring in uh newly named head coach at Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, to bring him to LSU, to bring him to Baton Rouge. And apparently both of them declined and wanted to stay in South Bend. And another thing about this Marcus Freeman uh, deal, uh, you know, the players are excited about him. And then a buddy of mine, uh, college roommate of mine, who's a big Notre Dame fan and follows Notre Dame a lot, said that the recruits like Marcus Freeman. And, I mean, definitely that's a big deal. I mean, and Notre Dame is getting four-star, five-star recruits coming in all the time. And when your recruits are saying something and having a say-so and who your next head coach is going to be, I mean, you know. So they, they go with Marcus Freeman, um, and you would think – that you know they would go with brian kelly they they opt to stay in south bend and i guess marcus freeman decided to stay because well he was being offered the head coaching gig yeah and uh, i think that's the only move we have that we have not discussed on this program is that correct let me look at the updated uh coaching carousel nothing with duke that no. i'm aware of Mm-mm. um who would be I, I haven't. And I Oklahoma's haven't still available, open, right? Yes, there is. I mean, and now there's, you know, don't worry about Matt Rule going there. He's not going to go there. So. There is one thing we had not mentioned: Steve Adazio out at Colorado State. Yeah, I heard uh, Shirley say that off the air right before the show. Uh, Colorado State, you said. Yep, that's uh, what I said. Yeah. Did you know he was ejected in his last game coaching there? 50, so he was fired by the refs. <laughs> 52 to 10 loss to Nevada. Uh, he was ejected in that game. Also, uh, on Brian Kelly, interesting that his uh, last loss at Notre Dame was the school he previously coached, Cincinnati. 
How about that? Standing and by the way, Marcus Freeman, if that name sounds familiar, I'm sure it doesn't. He was the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati under Luke Fickle, I believe, from 2017 to 2020. It's a small world after all. All right, uh, Thursday night football, Cowboys-Saints. Important one for Dallas tonight to get back on track, and maybe they're playing the team they need to to get back on track because the Saints uh, have made a quarterback move. Speaking of contracts, this guy gets one every year. Taysom Hill uh, will be the quarterback tonight for the saints so they're gonna go with some some gadgetry and we'll see how i don't know uh traditional their offense looks and and how funky it looks with him at the helm uh they will once again be without alvin Kamara, which uh i don't know to me kind of sounds like the death knell for new orleans tonight uh they're gonna have to get real creative and and have some hero ball on the offensive side if they want to keep up and beat the cowboys now the cowboys have been going through their own struggles um and i don't know what's their injury report heading into tonight cd lamb amari cooper cooper should be back right i, I would think so cooper expected to play against nolens and that was from an article yesterday so he is listed as questionable so uh let's see cd lamb will be returning as well uh the cowboys will be without cedric wilson um but they should be getting back lamb and cooper tonight so dallas that line has moved up to like six six and a half so the cowboys uh pretty sizable favorites tonight on the road for thursday night football we'll have that for you right here on pirate radio and by the way folks um major league baseball is no longer a thing there's they a, locked out there's a lockout surely earlier today and yeah all of the best news of the day for a red sox fan what happened we got jackie bradley jr back yeah but you traded hunter renfro and, uh, a good receiver <laughs> no wrong hunter renfro chain oh, oh, oh. um so i heard this earlier today on one of the cbs sports breaks uh that they do that, uh-huh. that yes sports radio and i was half listening and i thought i heard the dude say mlb.com has scrubbed like all the photos and any mention of current baseball players and i was like that can't be right what are you talking about so i go to mlb.com it kind of looks like a page from like 1997 when i first started you know having the internet um here are the top stories a letter to baseball fans it's a letter from mlb commissioner rob manfred addressing the work stoppage the first work stoppage in 26 years uh so bullet point number one a letter to baseball fans bullet point number two baseball enters first work stoppage in 26 years bullet point number three these are like where you put the headlines frequently asked questions on the cba negotiations bullet point number four a note about our website content and number five more cba updates and information and then there are some other headlines towards the bottom and it's about like ichiro hall of fame storylines to watch with the upcoming hall of fame so there is legit nothing about the current day major league baseball and if you like look at stats and rosters there are no pictures of the players 
it is the generic avatar like grayed yeah, out the grayed out yeah <laughs> so base- like when i'm searching for like baseball like former ecu players and they don't have a current picture it's just grayed out these are the end times uh baseball does not major league baseball does not exist anymore that's just bizarre i told Wait. you that max scherzer's story didn't matter because max scherzer is no longer a person major league baseball what's he's that? just a little gray icon <laughs> chandler do you not remember wait they didn't give you a shot <laughs> wait what there was an mlb representative came in here earlier and gave me a shot and i think it wiped out all my memories <laughs> something about the nationals they won a world series sit down son let me tell you the story of major league baseball it was once a thing oh uh looks like we're gonna have to hop back in with molly and just start watching the kbo son hey son that's real baseball over there son. mike rod son mike rod's playing for the uh samsung dragonflies uh so that is uh that's weird wild stuff fascinating stuff that uh this has all come to you know what i don't care i'm not following it i'm not getting passionate about it i don't care whatever just get it done i just want to watch games i don't care how it's done i'm not siding with the players the owners anybody just get it done i mean it's december it doesn't matter right now but it will matter uh, you know in the coming months and it does matter to um let's say interns whose boyfriends play minor league baseball which is the case here at pirate radio that is correct <laughs> so it was kind of strange um when our intern making was in here talking about hey did y'all hear about the major league baseball lockout like yeah yeah what do you care oh yeah your boyfriend plays for the iowa cubs or whatever <laughs> so what do you care about it hey what she's are you like hey what's like, it he to you what's it to you hey toots well i mean she was like well he gets to stay he gets to stick around for a little while longer oh, i'm God. like oh okay he's really gonna go crazy uh. hey toots why are you talking hey toots i just want to be back at the iowa cup hey we don't pay you to talk baseball in fact we don't pay you at all <laughs> sorry you do a great job making all right let's uh take a break we'll come back we'll talk to kevin monroe get his thoughts on the east carolina mike houston agreement he is now under contract through the 2026 season we will briefly talk cincinnati tie a bow on that talk military ball how important are the practices coming up? We'll get the former player's perspective on it, Kevin Monroe. When he joins us on the Fixed NC Live line, Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more follow chico's on facebook and instagram for daily updates 
update. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, we got some uh, great guests to get to on the show. Tim Kraft, the head basketball coach of Gardner-Webb, joins us in hour number two. John Gilbert, hour three of today's show in the five o'clock hour. Stephen Igo, Jeff Nadeau in between, and also a giveaway, a treasure chest giveaway. Day two of the treasure chest. Troy D will be here uh, during the five o'clock hour. This is kind of his baby, so I'm going to let him take control of it today and uh, open the envelope and uh, and do all the festivities. But it was uh, fun yesterday with Bryce Williams in here. Carrie Brown, our first winner of the Tiebreakers $100 gift card, and we got a ton of prizes. In fact, we'll run over some of those prizes in a moment. But right now, we will head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to former Pirate cornerback, former Panther, the color analyst on the – Pirates IMG Learfield Sports Network. He is Kevin Monroe joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, how you doing today, man? Clip, I'm doing very well. Hope you are. Yes, sir. And uh, Kevin, East Carolina, uh, I guess, remains unscathed in this coaching carousel cycle that has been a wild one in 2021 because it was announced today that Mike Houston and East Carolina had agreed on a contract extension, keeping him under contract now through 2026. No dollar details in the ECU release. ESPN has an article that says uh, sources say that it's going to average 2.3 million annually for Mike Houston. So his name was out there. And, and again, Kevin, you don't know what's fact fiction, what's rumor, what's actually happening. But we heard it with Virginia Tech and, and still Duke with an opening. And, and his name was attached to those schools uh, per- perhaps as a potential replacement for those coaches but Mike Houston uh, will remain the pirate head coach Kevin what do you think about that yeah I like it obviously uh, you know we we have a winning season for the first time in six years um, you know even though I heard his name come up among several open jobs and Virginia Tech was one of them um, I just I had a feeling that he, he wasn't going anywhere and, and the reason is because his job here just isn't done right as a coach with a good reputation, you never want to go somewhere and leave before that program is turned around. Now, is the, is the ship headed in the right direction? Absolutely. But having one winning season after, out of the last six certainly doesn't make a program turned around. And so I think he wants to establish, you know, some consistency here. I'm not saying he won't ever leave. He, you know, he might. He might go for a huge job somewhere. And, and if, if that happened, you know, we have to accept that. But in terms of right now, I just thought it was too soon. So I'm glad to see him make that commitment. And Kevin, uh, you're you know in the line of work uh, with these professional athletes. I don't know about coaches. Do you work with coaches as well, or just athletes in your line of work? We, have some, we do have some coaches, but mostly mostly athletes. Yeah, so you're you're kind of in that world. But are you shocked by what we see? Uh, you know, with the Lincoln Riley moving to USC, or Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU, or are is it, are you desensitized to it at this point because it's kind of your life with with the money and everything? I am a little desensitized to it because the, these guys, it's a coaching carousel. You always hear that terminology and coaches, the same coaches keep getting hired all these other places. And so uh, you're just used to those names popping up when there's a big job because, you know, a, a big school like an LSU, like a Notre Dame, like a USC, they can't hire a no-name coach. It just doesn't, it doesn't play like that. They have to hire somebody that people know that has a winning record. And so that's where you can always see these guys get, get hired and, you know, God, they, they, backed up the uh, the Brinks truck for, for Lincoln Rally at USC. So it's hard to walk away from that kind of money. Um, so you're always going to see that happen. 
Kevin Monroe joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. East Carolina now getting ready for the Military Bowl. They had their first uh, practice today, Kevin, since the Cincinnati game, and we're still waiting on the opponent. But that is a bowl game. Uh, East Carolina has been in at old RFK Stadium in 2010 against Maryland. We're waiting to see what ACC team East Carolina will play this season. But as I said to Jeff Charles yesterday, Kevin, it sounds like a a perfect match for the bowl and for East Carolina. The, the bowl really wanted East Carolina to come there because they know they're going to bring fans. And uh, it was well attended last time the Pirates were in it 11 years ago. And on the East Carolina side, a very drivable game. And uh, heck, Pirate fans are glad to be in any bowl game, uh, Kevin, after the, the drought. So looks like a pretty good match, uh, ECU and the Military Bowl. Listen, I, I played on the eight and three East Carolina team in nineteen ninety six that didn't get a bowl bid. Mm. So things things have changed uh, in a long time since then. And so there's so many bowls out there. And if you if you win six games, you, you feel obligated and you want to go somewhere. And I know the Pirate fans are just dying to go somewhere. So yeah, we're we're ecstatic to be going to the Military Bowl. Doesn't really matter who we play. Playing an ACC team is cool because you know Pirates for a long time I felt like they could play in the ACC. You know, and so you get an opportunity to play those schools. You want to beat them every time. They're they're the schools that are right in your neighborhood. So. Uh, if we get Virginia Tech or whoever it might be, great. Uh, but any bowl game would suffice, and I, and I know we're excited. And Kevin, NC State, uh, Wake Forest on future East Carolina schedules. But the way football is trending and the way it seems like more and more of these power schools and power conferences want to get away from the quote-unquote group of five schools and conferences, you don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get to see um, an ACC team on the schedule. In fact, when South Carolina came this year, uh, we were saying that this is – We'll go ahead and say this is the last time we'll see the Gamecocks at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. I'd be willing to, to put money on that. So these games getting tougher and tougher to schedule. That's another reason why I'm glad we get an ACC school here. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the fact that the, the Pirates have in the past fared very well against some of these opponents, yeah. against NC State, against Carolina, they don't have any reason to schedule us. They don't want to. Obviously, it's a regional type of game, and you get a lot of fans there. And, you know, the uh, the – the state legislator stepped in at one point and made them play us. But outside of their tough ACC schedule, why schedule non-conference games against opponents that you quote-unquote should beat, but a lot of times you don't, right? And so it's not an attractive game for them. Uh, it's definitely attractive for us because we have that chip on our shoulder and we want to say that we're the best football program in the state of North Carolina. So any chance we have an opportunity to, to play and beat those teams, we, we take it. Um, but, yeah, I don't blame them for not wanting to schedule us because it's not a great game for them. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, just to, to tie a bow in the Cincinnati game, first time we've chatted since that the Pirate lost to the Bearcats, and now Cincinnati on to Houston for the AAC Championship with an opportunity to get to the college football playoff. Their corners are you know regarded as some of the best in all of college football with Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. Uh, you got a chance to see them up close and personal. I will say the old cliche is true, Kevin. A good front uh, makes for a good secondary, and they were harassing Hold Nailers and uh, and getting after him with that defensive line. But how about those the corners and the defense as a whole for Cincinnati? Are they elite uh, as they appear to be when you saw them live on Friday? Yeah, no, I, there's no question. I, I think that the the cliche is true. If you have a quote-unquote shutdown corner, he has a pass rush, I can promise you, because no corner is out there letting receivers run around for six or seven seconds and he's covered them the whole time. And so uh, having a good pass rush, you know, I had it my senior year with guys like Travis Darden and Rod, and Rod Coleman yeah. and guys like that getting after the quarterback. And so it's, it's, it happens, and Cincinnati has got another one of those teams where 
They just have great guys up front. They put a bunch of pressure on the quarterback. Even if they don't get to him, they make him get rid of the ball sooner than he wants to. And uh, we, we saw that in that game. And Sauce Gardner now, he's a player. I mean, kids are six foot three. He's got a lot of reach on him. He's got good speed on him. He's got good hips. Uh, Kobe Bryant's pretty good, too. He's a smaller guy. Uh, but I, I, I like Sauce, and I think that he's going to be a big-time player in the NFL. And a uh, shout-out to a Pirate DB, and then we should give Jaquan McMillan recognition for making uh, an all-conference team. But uh, I saw Warren Saba at the basketball game on Tuesday, Kevin, and uh, I, I said congratulations on the two picks. And just for him, uh, his final game at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, he's put in so much work and effort and is one of the leaders on this team. It was great to see uh, him rewarded with a couple of big plays in that game on Friday, even though they they didn't get the win. I was happy to see uh, Saber go out with a couple interceptions there. Yeah, and I love Warren Saber. On Jaquan McMillan, though, I was disappointed he wasn't first team. Were yeah, the guys at Cincinnati were they the first team guys? I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, listen, he he had a first team uh, all conference type season, um, but you know, I've been there before. I was a second team guy, so I know what that feels like. But he is a big time player, and I fully expect him to keep going at the at the rate he is and be first team. You know, these next couple of years, Warren. I mean, he's a ball hawk. I mean, I, I loved it from the from the pick six he had to open up the Georgia State game a year ago. I, you know, you can see that in him. He had another big one early on in this season. That you know, two in this past game. Like he's just he's the kind of guy that if the ball's in the air and he's near it, he's going to come down with it. And you got to have guys like that back there. I hate to see him go. Talking to Kevin Monroe on the Fixed NC Lifeline. East Carolina headed to the Military Bowl, and they'll have their uh, their head coach with them, Mike Houston. So that is a good thing. And now, Kevin, we talked about this, but getting these practices, this is new for, for all these guys, having these extra practices. And, and it's a long uh, wait until the 27th when that bowl game kicks off in Annapolis, Maryland. So, you know, from your perspective, Kevin, how crucial is this next three to four weeks for East Carolina to be able to be together, practice, this gets them working for the young guys rather than just you know going to school and being away from the team like they have been the past six seven years listen this is so huge pirate fans listen to the words i'm saying having these three to four weeks of practice with not a lot of school distraction because you, you don't with finals and you're just out there practicing you don't have the distraction of preparing for a game each week you got one game to prepare for it'll take them a week or so to to get that ready once they figure out who that team is the rest of the time is just going back to the basics, going over fundamentals, like just getting tight and getting these young guys prepared to play next year. Like you can't, you can't replace this time that they're getting uh, from from now until the 27th when they kick off. It's just invaluable time, and it's what the Pirates have been missing the last six years, not going to a bowl game. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, how much are you following what's going on in the, the college football landscape with the championship games this weekend? You know, if Oklahoma State wins and Cincinnati wins, could OK State jump Cincinnati? How much are you following the, the playoff discussion and the madness that, that comes with all that? Well, to the extent that I would love to get that conference money from Cincinnati into the playoff, that's <laughs> yeah. about all I care about. So, yeah, I'm paying attention to that. Uh, I would hate for them to go to uh, to play Houston and lose, and I'd feel like we were cheated because you know we had a chance to beat them. But uh, yeah, I, 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 whether they deserve to be in the playoff or not, you know they beat all the teams that were on their schedule, uh, save Houston, and so I think they've you know beaten several of the teams by double digits or more. Uh, and all you can do is play teams on your schedule. And so if they get in there, it's great for our conference, even though they're leaving. It's great for our conference this year. 
and that's what I want to see happen. Let's wrap it up with some NFL talk, Kevin. Trivia question for you. If you don't have the answer, I'll, I'll be happy to provide it. But uh, <laughs> do you know the only NFC team to go undefeated in November this year, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I was I was pretty disappointed in the last couple of opponents that have played the Washington football team <laughs> uh, and, and their efforts. But you know what? The, the Cowboys will get two, two opportunities to play them. Yeah. For some reason, if for some reason they don't make the playoffs, it'll be their own fault. Yeah, that, uh, that, that look. I'm just happy to have something to watch and, and be excited about. Uh, three in a row for Washington. They got if they can beat the Raiders on Sunday, big if uh, going on the road. But that Cowboys that Washington game next week would actually mean something and be important. And look, uh, Dallas uh, still controls the NFC East, Kevin. But I know you want to see them get right, and uh, we'll have their game tonight on Pirate Radio when they take on the Saints. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I mean, you know, Pirate. Uh, sorry, Cowboy fans are on pins and needles because, you know, you've lost three of your last four, a couple in a row, and so you don't feel good about any game at this point, doesn't matter who you're lined up against. Uh, now you're on the road against a good coach. Uh, so we're nervous. We, we definitely need to get this win to get back on track. Kevin, always enjoy talking football with you, man. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Kevin Monroe joining us. We got Cowboys and Saints tonight right here on Pirate Radio. As uh yeah, it's a little NFL Thursday night action. I I am way out of the loop. I didn't realize this was the matchup until I think I looked at it last night, but following uh the basketball going on now, everything going on with ECU, these Thursday night NFL games are uh, getting lost in the shuffle for me, but I'll be tuning in tonight, rooting against the Cowboys, as I like to do. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll see if we can hook up with Igo. He still might be doing stuff at the um, ECU press conference. If not, we'll get some picks in real quick. If he's unable to join us, we will try to uh, talk to him later, and uh, we'll just wrap up our one of the show. Still got Tim Kraft coming up at around 4 o'clock. Jeff Nadeau in the 4 o'clock hour. Troy D uh, will be in studio at 5 o'clock. And John Gilbert will join us in the 5 o'clock hour on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live with a lot to discuss with the ECU Athletics Director. We roll on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006. They are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so they can so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All right, I've just been handed the employment agreement between head football coach Mike Houston and East Carolina University. That looks like a book. And I will read the entire thing starting right now. County of Pitt, state of North Carolina. Well, maybe we'll get back to this a little later on. Well, that was an interesting opening line. This is uh, something else. How here. many chapters does that book have? I mean, really, do we need all this stuff? I guess so. Anyway, Stephen Igo joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. We uh, we don't have much time to waste and dilly dally. 
Steve and I didn't know we well we didn't know when this would happen, but uh, it happened today, and uh, so we do have a little news as we bring you on the show to make some picks. So I don't know any overall thoughts. You were kind of on top of this with talking to John Gilbert earlier in the week on the Hoist the Colors podcast. You you knew it was in the works and uh, became finalized today. Mike Houston signing an extension through twenty twenty six. Yeah, you know, no real big surprises uh, coming out of the press conference or anything, but I thought just a, a good step in the right direction for the program and, you know, a well-deserved reward. People can point to the fact, hey, Mike Houston's only, you know, 13 or 14 and 19, whatever it is. He's got a losing record at ECU, but you have to realize what he stepped into. You have to realize the trajectory of the program. He's still playing with a very young roster. Uh, the competitive nature in which they've played. Uh, and, yeah, they, they could have won more games. They could have lost more games. The reality is, you know, 7-5 is probably about a pretty accurate record for what this team was. Um, they've made progress in the conference. They've made progress in the classroom, off the field, everywhere. And uh, so two years left on his deal, it made sense to extend them. You know, you're paying them the, the least amount of money. Uh, among all head coaches in the American, you're paying his staff the least amount of money among all staffs in the American. If you want to compete for championships, you have to make a commitment to compete for, uh, you know, to pay it at somewhat more of a championship level. Now, you're not going to go overnight paying at the bottom to the top, but this at least gets ECU in the middle. It gets them to a more respectable level in terms of funding. So even if Coach Houston does move on, you can make a better hire down the road. Um, so I just think it, it was time to do it. Coach Houston deserved it, um, and I think it's wise to invest and pay it forward because I think the program is only going to continue to trend upward as long as he's here. Steven Igo joining us. Uh, real quick, Igo, I just flipped to a random page on this giant sheet that Glenn just handed me back from the press conference. Uh, if East Carolina, if Mike Houston coaches East Carolina to a college football playoff national championship and wins that game, he will receive 500 thousand dollars um and i guess that's plus the 250 for participating in the semifinal game and the chance so uh that would put him at a milli if uh the pirates can win the national championship next year yeah i think that was his in in his original (laughs) but now the bottom line is if mike houston gets ecu to the college football playoffs uh the whole city of greenville We'll pay him whatever. <laughs> I just found that interesting that those numbers were in here. I bet there's a lot of cool stuff in here. All right, uh, Stephen, let's uh, let's make some picks real quick. We were we forgot to do this on Tuesday. I had it ready to go and completely forgot. My bad. Uh, Cincinnati. I got a pick for you to make first. Oh, go ahead. Uh, not to uh, give any free advertising away, but Zaxby's uh, or Chick Fil A. I'm on the way home for the press conference. I need some help. <sighs> Um, you know, it's funny. My, my girls like, well, they like both, but I was thinking, uh, Zach's tonight. If I had to pick, I would go with old faithful Chick-fil-A, but that's me. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I need you to pick. All right, let's go. Oh, by the way, I go, you were 0 and 4 last week and you pushed one. Six, four games. Oh, okay um and we even said last week if you go over the rest of the year would you still be 500 despite your 0 and 4 you are still 12 games over 500 this year 37 25 and 1 and i finished the regular season 1 and 3 last week 
31, 31, and 1. 500 right on the dot. So there you go. Uh, Cincinnati at home, 10.5 point favorite. I'm just going by the lines we had two days ago. Um, I'm going to say Cincinnati was sleepwalking a bit through the second half of the season, turned it on against SMU. Uh, pretty, they were in control of it against East Carolina from the second quarter on. Uh, but so good for them on that. I'm going to say they've got a lot of pressure here. I think Houston's good. I'm going to take Houston plus 10 and a half here against Cincinnati, Stephen. Uh, I could definitely see a scenario where this game is close just based on how Houston plays. They don't make many mistakes. They play good defense. But I think Cincinnati playing at home, I haven't checked the forecast, but likely would be cold. Houston is not a cold weather team. Um, I, I just don't see Houston's offense scoring a lot. So I, I think Cincinnati covers here and they head to the playoffs. All right. Georgia, six and a half. Alabama. This is kind of just a principal pick. If you can get Alabama plus that many points, you take it. And I'm trying to talk myself into saying Georgia is not completely head and shoulders above everybody, even though they probably are. Uh, I'm going to take Alabama plus the points here, Steve. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Georgia is the much better, more complete team. But I just feel like you can't go against Alabama as an underdog. Uh, it's just, Especially as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to overthink this one. I'm just going to go Bama. All right, I'm looking down the rest of the list. I just I'm going all underdogs this week. I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm going to go Baylor plus five and a half against Oklahoma State. Where's that game played? Eh, could be Jerry World. Let's see, Big Twelve Championship game. Uh, Steven, this game is played at AT and T. Wait a minute. AT&T, wait a minute. It says 2020. I need to know 2021. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Jerry World. Uh, 11 a.m. local time kickoff, Steve. I'm going Baylor. Um, I, think, I just don't think Oklahoma State's that good, and they're coming off an emotional win. Baylor didn't play that well versus Texas Tech, so I like Baylor. Okay. Michigan, minus 10.5 against Iowa. I don't know. I mean, Michigan's been blowing teams out, but that that's probably the move here. But I'm going to take Iowa. Just that's a lot of points. Iowa kind of sucks, so I'm going to go Michigan. Okay. And Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite against Wake Forest. Um, I like the Deacons all year, and uh, I'm going to ride with them one more time. Let's go with Wake Forest plus three. Yeah, we always say we want to see different teams in these championship games, but I, I'm going to I think I will put uh, a desire to watch Pitt Wake Forest in the ACC championship. Um, Wake just doesn't have a defense, so I'm going Pitt. They're the more complete team. But I just I hate this game. All right, not a fan of the ACC title game. Those are the picks. Steven, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you. Oh, congratulations on your first ever sports trivia at AJ's win last night. Yeah, it was a long time coming. We just needed a four-month break. Uh, to really recharge, re-energize our focus. You know, we, we game plan for that game four straight months. Kind of like a bowl game. You had a lot of lead up to it. Exactly. Yeah. We knew that we knew the college football questions were coming. We got the NASCAR question right. So we, we it was just our night. It was your night. Celebrate. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Have a good one, man. All right, guys.
Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us with some picks to wrap up Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a time out. We'll come back. Tim Kraft joins us on side, the head basketball coach of the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs. They'll be here Saturday to take on the Pirates. We'll hear from former ECU assistant Coach Kraft when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, I go just put up a picture of uh, where he's getting food from, and of course it was the place that I didn't say. <laughs> just like a woman. Wow, did you really just say that out loud? No, that was my inner. Th- what are you talking about? <laughs> that was my inner thoughts, Shirley. I don't know what you think. I th- you thought you think I said. Just like hey, a look. woman. Mm. You're what sitting, did you just say? You're sitting what? a little too close to be saying that there, bro. What did I say? Man, I feel like a woman. Ow, 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 All right, ow, we ow. got a treasure chest opening up in hour number three. We got Troy D. John Gilbert in hour three, Jeff Nadeau later on this hour. And right now, joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, we'll switch gears a little bit, talk some hoops as East Carolina will try to remain perfect at home on the year when they take on Gardner-Webb coming up Saturday at 3 o'clock. The head coach of the running Bulldogs is Tim Kraft, former Pirate assistant, and now uh, coaching those running Bulldogs, and he joins us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, how you doing? Hey, doing good, Cliff. Good to good to talk to you and, uh, and be on today. I talked to Jeff Charles, uh, voice of the Pirates, on the show on Wednesday. And he said, uh, was talking about the game on Saturday and said, year seven for Tim Kraft at Gardner-Webb. And time flies. We're, uh, we're all getting older, Coach. That, that, that number shocked me, though, as to hear uh, to hear that number. And you there as the head coach at Gardner-Webb. Does it seem like it's been that many years for you as the head coach there in uh, Bowling Springs? Yeah, time, it's gone quick. And, 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 Cliff, it's actually year nine for me. Oh, wow. Okay. So he was off a couple years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually year nine. Wow. 2013-14 was my first season here, um, but it really has it really has gone fast, and it feels like yesterday that we were down there in Greenville. And, uh, Coach, we'll talk about some of your days here in uh, in Greenville, but let's talk about where your team is right now. And, uh, and man, you want to talk about being battle-tested. You guys have played some tough competition this year already, uh, of course, with the Duke Blue Devils. But Arkansas is off to a uh, an undefeated start to the season this year, uh, the running Rebels of UNLV. So you guys have, have taken on some challenges here early in the season to prepare you for what you got coming up in, in conference play and, and moving forward this year. Yeah, we had three tough ones to start the year on the road. Um, you know, learned a lot about our team, uh, played well in some moments, played really poorly in some moments. Uh, it's been nice to get back here at home. We've had four straight at home, 
which has been really good for our group to, to, to just gain some confidence. And, and uh, you know, we feel like we're playing pretty well right now. Four straight wins for Gardner-Webb as they roll into Minji's Coliseum. And again, Gardner-Webb perfect at home, just like the Pirates are heading into this game on Saturday. Coach, uh, who are your go-to guys this year that we'll be watching out for on Saturday for, uh, for the game here in Minji's? Yeah, well, Damarian Williams is a second-year player for us. He, he's played really well here last few few games, uh, Really has really gotten going at home, um, had a good season for us last year as a freshman. Um so he's certainly a guy that that's played very well. Kareem Reed is a post player for us that just take a has really taken a giant step uh, offensively in, in year three with us right now. He's played a lot of minutes, uh, you know, over the last two years for us. But but here this third this this year three for for us right now, he is really scoring it, and um, I think he's second in the country or in the top five in the country in field goal percentage. Um, so it, it's been great to see his development. Uh, but those two guys really playing good. Uh, Lance Terry is a is a, a another guy that's uh, you know been been in our program for for three years now and um, got hurt last season. But he's a guy that can really uh, get it going offensively. And um, you know those are three three guys right there that we're really counting on. Talking to Tim Kraft, head basketball coach for the Gardner-Webb Running Bulldogs. They'll be in Minji's coming up this Saturday. Coach, uh, when you look at East Carolina, what, what jumps out to you about the, this Pirate team that is an interesting mix yeah. uh, of returners, uh, transfers, and also freshmen that are getting some playing time? So we're, we're kind of still trying to figure out uh, what exactly this East Carolina team will look like, but what have you seen from them on film? Yeah, no, I think all of us at this point in the year, Cliff, are trying to figure out our team and, and figure out who to play and when to play. But but I tell you what, I've been so really impressed with, with this, this Pirate team. Coach Dooley and his staff have done a great job, I think, putting together, a, a, a like as you said, it kind of a mix of a roster of some guys that have been in the program and, and um, gotten older that are really playing well, like, like, like a Tristan Newton and um, and then added, you know, some transfers like, um, you know, Vance Jackson and, and Brandon Johnson. Um, I, I've been really impressed with this team. I think there's, they're really balanced offensively. Um, they're, they're top, you know, top 20 in the country right now in three point field goal percentage, uh, but can also, uh, get to the paint and score in the paint and score in the post. Uh, and I, and I also think they're really solid defensively. So, um, just been really impressed watching these guys on film and, um, you know, think it's going to be a great year for the Pirates this year. Coach, as you know, you have to uh, adjust with the times. And, and I, I talk to coaches and, and bring this up all the time, you know, how different it is now than to when you first got into to coaching college basketball when it comes to the transfer portal and having to recruit that uh, as much, if not more, than you're recruiting high school. So how much has that changed even in, you know, your short time as a head coach there at Gardner-Webb? Yeah, it's definitely that this land, the landscape for all of us is just changing. And, you know, we've all got to adapt and adjust. And you know, we've really built our program clip over the years of, of, of guys that have been in our program for four years, sometimes five years. We've redshirted a lot of guys. Um, some of our best players have been, you know, fifth year seniors. Um, and so, so that's something that's just not happening uh, as much anymore. And, um, you know, I think just all of us got to got to adjust and and adapt, and you hope that you can still uh, have continuity within your program and have guys that are there for 
you know, four years and even some red shirt guys, but, but certainly you're going to lose some and, um, and then you've got to adjust. And, um, you know, I think everybody's got to, got to, got to do that. We, we've, we, you know, we lost a, a couple guys in the transfer portal that were good players, but we were able to, to add a, a guy by the name of Zion Williams, who's a fifth year player and, um, was a good player at UMKC and, and has been, been a really kind of versatile glue guy for us this year and really helped us. So, you know, I think it's, it's a change in landscape. It's different than kind of how, as you said it, how we grew up, uh, in the business trying to build programs, but it's just something that we all got to, got to change and adapt and, and, um, you know, figure out a way to be successful in the midst of it. Tim Kraft joining us, head basketball coach at Gardner Webb, and the running Bulldogs uh, made it to the NCAA tournament in the 2018-19 season, and uh, that is the lone appearance for Gardner Webb. And, and coach, I remember that because you faced a Virginia team that the previous year lost to a 16 seed and uh, UMBC. That might be the the worst possible matchup for you to get in that NCAA tournament because you knew they weren't gonna. Uh, let that happen again but i remember that game you were hanging with virginia had a lead against the cavaliers fought them tough lost by 15 but that experience coach uh something we're we're dying for here in greenville to get back to the ncaa tournament you know how special was that and and how hungry are you and and the guys there uh to to get back to that that point where you win your your the big south and and get back to the tournament yeah it, it really was a special uh year and and we had never been here at gardner webb so nobody had ever experienced here experienced that here so um you know it made it extra special uh we had a great team great group of guys uh to, to kind of go through that with and um man it was one of those things it was like the whole community was just united uh, but behind that 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 whole run that you know just in terms of our um kind of getting to the championship game in our conference tournament and then winning the tournament and then um you know the two weeks that we had kind of before the NCAA tournament because our our conference tournament is 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 earlier than most it was almost like a two week period but before when we played we had a week and then it was selection sunday and then you know uh, played later in that week. So it was, it was an awesome experience, uh, to be here in Boiling Springs and Shelby, Cleveland County. Everybody was fired up for the running Bulldogs. And, and then, and then, you know, like you said, it was, it was like when you get the matchup of Virginia, um, you're like, Oh man, you know, every quest, every question you're going to answer is going to be about, uh, last year's Virginia team. And okay, you know, now you're the 16 and, and so you're trying to kind of downplay that and just get ready for uh, a really good team that obviously won the national championship that season. Uh, but to get down there, and we, we ended up playing in Columbia, which is about two hours from us. So we had a great crowd. And, um, and if you listen to some of the, the interviews with the Virginia guys about our game, um, they talk about it being like a road game in the SC, in the ACC. It felt like an ACC road game is what uh, some of those guys would say because you obviously got the, the neutral fans that are cheering for the underdog, and then you had so many Gardner-Webb people that made the trip, uh, alums and, and just you know people from, from all over that made the trip to come see, see us play. Um, it, it was a great environment. We got off to a good start and made some shots and – 
so the place was like rocking in there, <laughs> and, and and we're up, you know, we're up fourteen at one point, and um, and then uh, I think went into halftime up five, and um, you know, unfortunately, it was a great twenty minutes. You know, the second yeah. half was was mu- was much different, but um, that was, that was a that was an awesome experience for all of us, uh, kind of involved with the program, and um, something that certainly we're we're hungry to get back to and, and hope that we have a team. We feel like we have a team that can uh, at least be competitive to, to compete for a championship this season. Tim Kraft joining us. We'll see that Gardner web team coming to Greenville this weekend. And coach, when you talk about a, a community rallying around a team and good crowds, uh, I, I did think back to the CIT run that East Carolina uh, was able to go on and Akeem Richmond hitting the shot against Weber State. And that was just so, uh, it, it was it was so out of the blue, kind of the postseason basketball, the CIT, you really don't know what to expect. And then you win a game at home, then you win another game, and the crowd keeps getting bigger and bigger and just turned into a uh, a fun few weeks of basketball for East Carolina. And, and it just goes to show that if there's any kind of success here in Greenville, people will get behind it and then people are hungry for it and that was uh that was a fun moment in time here coach uh as you guys were able to go to a few cits here uh during that time yeah that that was that was that was that was uh probably outside of of our going to the ncaa tournament here that was one of the the you know best experiences i've had in coaching you know and it just shows like the the fan base the pirates have there just in terms of of getting behind, you know, whatever it is, you know, obviously football in the past and, 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 you know, this year they've had a great run, uh, here with coach Houston and, um, you know, the baseball program is, um, you know, a perennial powerhouse and, but then to see them get behind the basketball program, which, you know, it felt like that, you know, and you were, you were, you know, going through all of that with us, it, 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 it felt like we were like in the sweet six, not the CIT. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it did. I mean, there's the, the, the sold out, uh, arena for, for some of those games and, in Menji's and, and just a great environment. And, uh, you know, then, then, you know, to, to beat a, a really good Weber state team on the road, which was like 10, 10, 12,000 people packed in their arena. And it was a great road win. And, and then you get back at the, the airport in the middle of the night and the airport's <laughs> like, like packed with people. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, so that was, that was a really fun time and, 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 you know, enjoyed going through that and, and, um, you know, had, had great players to, to experience that with and with coach Lebo and his staff, that was a, that was a great moment for 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 uh, me as a coach, for sure. Tim Kraft joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. It'll be East Carolina and Gardner Webb coming up three o'clock. Menji's Coliseum. It'll be on ESPN Plus if you can't make it to Menji's. And uh, some things will look similar here in town, Coach. A few things will look different. Uh, instead of looking, I guess, down the bench, uh, you'll look across from you on Saturday, and you'll see Michael Perry. He'll be on the the radio call with Jeff Charles. As uh, he's in his first year doing games with jeff uh this year yeah i i saw that that he's doing that so i'm sure he's doing a great job i'm sure he's doing a great job there on the radio and um sharing his his uh wisdom and knowledge and it was awesome being on the staff with him for three years and he did uh such a wonderful job but but uh enjoyed getting to know mike and working with mike and now glad to see that uh that he's uh he's doing the radio 
Yeah, we uh, we look forward to seeing you back in Menji's coming up Saturday, Coach, and good luck to your Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs the remainder of the year. We will uh, certainly be following them here in Greenville, and we appreciate your time today, man, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday in Menji's Coliseum. Sounds great, Clip. Take care, man. All right, thank you, Coach. There's Tim Kraft joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. He is the head basketball coach at Gardner-Webb, doing a great job there. Should be a good game coming up on Saturday as East Carolina has skated by the last two opponents in Menjis, winning by one over Coppin State, winning by two over Old Dominion, and uh, looking to stay perfect at home on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Let's take a timeout, come back. We'll talk some college hoops. We'll talk some NFL and some college football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. We'll look at all the action from a gambling perspective when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire inventory online at browningwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rod. All righty, about halfway home here on a Thursday. The back hour and a half features ECU Athletics Director John Gilbert, a treasure chest winner, and also the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, who I believe is calling in right now. We'll get to him and talk about some games going on tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, including uh, Thursday Night Football with the Cowboys and Saints right here on Pirate Radio. We'll dive into that one, talk some college hoops and more uh, with the big man on campus. Jeff, how you doing today, man? Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? Hey, doing great. And uh, Jeff, watch last night when I got home from uh, Sports Trivia, part one of uh, Unfiltered. What do you call it? Jeff Nadeau, Unfiltered, the big man on campus. Uh, unfiltered it was a uh, a video a nice little behind the scenes look at uh, getting to know jeff nadu where he's from his family life and uh we, we got to meet papa nadu and as i tweeted to you last night after i watched that he's a bad dude jeff uh the papa nadu <laughs> i have to tell him he said that yeah my dad uh my dad's had a tough life he bit he's been through a lot and uh you know i've always said uh i might not have grown up tough but he grew up tough and he made sure we didn't grow up tough and you know my my mother and father never gave us anything you know we went out and had to make our own way and uh you know i owe my parents a lot for what they've been able to do for me and my brother and sister so yeah he's a great guy he's worked hard in his life and uh, he's a great father so yeah i'm glad people are able to see a little bit about my life and uh you know maybe meet a friend or two my dad and uh well part two out tomorrow we're, we're gonna show the behind the scenes of uh the trip up to new york and, and and kind of what it was like looking through my lens and jeff uh we are a week and a day away from rough and rowdy it'll be jeff nadu one-on-one v jersey jerry that is the 10th of december coming up next friday and uh i gotta say big man you have been and you're a you're a pretty boisterous guy uh you have been kind of quietly confident i would say for the most part about this fight certainly confident but 
uh you know you uh you seem to be ready to go mentally and then we'll see about physically i know you've been training but you seem to be in a good headspace heading into next week how do you feel about rough and rowdy and your fight coming up next friday i feel great and um after today i feel as ready as i can be Uh, i had the best day i've had yet training I uncovered a little bit that I didn't know, weirdly enough, I was doing wrong the entire time. I feel very, really good. I know from a conditioning standpoint, I could go five rounds, six rounds. Um, it's not even a problem to go three rounds. So I'm, um, I feel really good. I'm ready to go. I would do it tonight, tomorrow, Monday, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. I'll do it in an hour if you want. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't let the, the negativity, I don't let people that pretend their entire life affect my life. You know, those guys, they have to be a character. I, I don't need to be a character. All I worry about, and that's the thing, Clip. You know, I'm the perfect person for a fight like this because I really can dedicate my life to it. You know, I can go and train. I don't have to, you know, go into New York City every day. I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife. You know, I, I really have just really tried to be better and, and really try to learn something. And, um, you know, I'm not a fighter. You know, I don't, you know, I, listen, if my life was ever really in danger, you would know, and I would take care of business. But, you know, I, I had to learn a lot here, and, and it was great uh, to kind of switch it up because I've been doing cardio for so long, and, you know, I, I wanted to try something different. Not, my trainer is great, man. He's taught me so much, and uh, I'm happy to do it. Rough and Rowdy, next Friday night, the uh, 10th of December. It'll be the first one I purchase and watch uh, because Jeff Nadeau will be boxing. We'll be on Team Nadeau here uh around these parts you know that big man uh jeff let's get into some games uh let's start with and i've, I've asked you this in the past uh but you have a circumstance this week where you have a future on western kentucky to win their conference championship am i correct on that i do i have 10 to 1 wow this season 10 to 1 so they're three and a half point favorites uh total 72 and a half that is a friday game against utsa who lost their first game last week i've talked to you in the past about hedging opportunities and how you play this and i think i know your answer here but for the the folks at home if you get involved in a future and you're one win away from it what do you do in this circumstance you can you know double down if you'd like you could hedge a little bit you could let it ride so what's your strategy heading into tomorrow night yeah, I think this is almost clip um, kind of the perfect situation when you have a uh, you know when you look at a future clip. You know, let's say ten to one. The goal at the end of the season is not only to have the future in the championship game, but the goal is also to get as close to a pick'em as possible. That way, you can come back and bet the other side. It's even better though that you could hedge the other way on UTSA money line. And get back, you know, a dollar thirty-five for every hundred you play. So, this is a particularly good situation. Um, I'm actually going to hedge um, a little bit, but you know, and I'd recommend you hedging. But you know, I got to tell you, man, um, this this game is being absolutely destroyed by sharp money. You keep in mind, Clip, when this line came out, West Kentucky was a one-point dog, oh, wow. three-and-a-half-point favorite. So um, early, early money is all sharp money. Uh, it is all over the uh, hilltoppers. And I think the reason for that is, you know, UTSA really was living on the edge for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, they should have lost UAB. They did lose last week. You know, this is a team that struggled to get by a really bad Southern Miss team. Um, you know, they struggled this year. And you look at the first time these two groups played, Western Kentucky clip had the ball at like the 20-yard line with under a minute to play and had a sh- chance to win the game 
ultimately losing 52-46, but uh, Bailey Zappi threw a late-game interception. So, I mean, this is a West Kentucky team that's totally different from the team that was 1-4 and four when these two teams played. You look at West Kentucky's schedule, they had a good schedule to start the season, a tough one. Um, they have been rolling ever since. I wouldn't have any interest in getting in front of this group. I haven't hedged yet. I don't know if I'm going to, hmm. honestly. Uh, you're in a good spot. I can say that. Uh, speaking of rematches, how about Oregon Utah? That's also a Friday game, and uh, we just saw Utah beat down Oregon a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Utes two and a half point favorites. Uh, totals at fifty eight. I am very guilty of this, Jeff. Kind of overreacting early on in the year, and I, I did it with the Houston Cougars when they lost their opener and then blew it against Texas Tech. I did it earlier in the year with Utah when they were kind of bullied by BYU. And here they are with a chance to win the Pac-12. Any interest in this Pac-12 matchup coming up tomorrow night? Yeah, Utah's been absolutely sensational. I mean, really outside of that Arizona game, they kind of sleptwalked through. But, yeah, I mean, as you said, they, they really kind of humbled Oregon a couple of weeks ago. And, look, I, I think the growing sentiment around Oregon was, you know, they're good, but they're not that good. Their quarterback play is not good enough. Uh, there's no Justin Herbert or, or Marcus Mariota on this team. So, I think ultimately – I. If you go back and listen, I mentioned I thought Utah was the best team in this conference coming into the season, and, and, and looks like they're right there. I will say, Clip, one of the, again, add this to the growing list of stupid things about college football, but, look, I hate this, like, neutral site for, for a college conference. Look, the conference championship should go to the, the best team. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, and, and, again, that could be tough just because they could be tied or whatever, but... Again, you got to figure something out. These goofy, like, uh, neutral sites, it sucks. Yeah, and you'll have an atmosphere, of course, for the SEC championship and – but but Oregon Utah, how about Wake Pitt in Charlotte? Like, is that going to be heavily attended? I, I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, it does take away even from just watching the game from a aesthetic standpoint with the atmosphere. I noticed that. Uh, I also noticed that the MAC doesn't do their game on Friday night anymore, which is kind of odd. Good for the Conference USA, a smart conference. It kind of said, "Look, uh, we'll we'll be the only game on Friday night." We're yeah. good with that. Uh, I thought that was a nice move by them. All right, Jeff, let's look at teams that that need to win here. Oklahoma State, can they beat Baylor and leapfrog Cincinnati? Cincinnati uh, needs to win against Houston. Alabama, uh, plus six and a half against Georgia, needs to win to get in, you would think. And uh, the Bulldogs could probably lose this game and and get in. I would imagine a one-loss Georgia team is going to be in. And uh, I don't know, you know, when you look at those matchups, uh, who's in danger if any of those teams? Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, um, and Alabama's obviously in danger against Georgia. Uh, but what do you think about those big ones coming up uh, when it comes to college football playoff implications? I think the team that would be in the most danger, I mean, you know, I don't, they're not going to get in, but, you know, I don't think Michigan's going to lose. So I'm mean, probably Oklahoma State. I mean, not only do they, are they probably going to be on the outside looking in, but they need other people to lose. And, I don't know if they're in, in a layup situation either. I mean, Baylor's a tough team. Uh, Oklahoma's been very good as a favorite, and, and I obviously like them a little bit more in this game. But, yeah, I, they're just in a bad spot because the other teams that they're playing – look, Clip, you're not going to leave Alabama out, okay, even with two losses. You're just not going to do it. Uh, Georgia's in no matter what happens. Michigan, I guess if they were to lose, but I don't think they're going to lose. And Cincinnati – I mean, I mean, you know, you need Cincinnati to lose. I mean, if Houston could somehow beat Cincinnati, I think that could be the most likely. It wouldn't surprise me, Clip, if 
if Houston beats Cincinnati. I think that's closer than 11 points. I will say this, though. Houston is very similar to SMU last week, and since he had no trouble uh, with them. So, um, yeah, I, I think Oklahoma State's in trouble, and, and I don't even think if they win, they're in. So yeah. They need a lot to go other ways. So you think uh, you think Bama loses, they're still in? Clip, you have to remember, like, at the end of the day, the good thing that Alabama has this year is it's not like anyone's banging down the door that's better than them. And at the end of the day, what people that are in the CFP playoff committee will say is, well, who's more popular than Alabama, Clip? I mean, come on. I mean, the money. It's all about the Scott Ola at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live line. Uh, big man, let's talk um, uh, college hoops. We have you on Thursdays. College, it's like a, it's a, a bad day for headliners in, in college hoops, I should say. But you like to go off the beaten path, so maybe you like this Thursday slate. Uh, you got a lot to choose from, but not a lot of uh, meat on the bones, it appears. There is a Pac-12 game. I noticed they were playing... Pac-12 games last night. Oregon State taking on Cal tonight, but it looks like uh, we got some Horizon action and some other conferences. So, uh, anything on the college basketball slate you're looking at tonight? Yeah, I will say one thing real quick. Back to football. Okay, I do like I do like uh, Utah State. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably going to be on the, uh, the this group. I've been on them the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I've been, I've won backing them. San Diego State, I just don't know if their quarterback plays good enough. I don't know if they can duel with Utah State. I'll gladly take the dog here. I think even if San Diego State wins, it could be close. I, I could see this being, you know, 24-20, you know, 27-21. Um, I, I don't know if San Diego State has blowout potential in them. And Utah State's offense is too good. I mean, you look at every game San Diego State plays in clip, beat Hawaii 17-10, you know, beat you know, Nevada uh, 23-21, UNLV 28-20, 27-16 against Boise. I mean, 2014 against Air Force. Every game's close. Um, and when they face a high-level passer, they've struggled. Keep in mind, Fresno beat them. Uh, Nevada moved the ball against them. They haven't really faced a high-end offense outside of those couple of teams. So I like Utah State. I, I really like Blake Anderson. I think he's a great coach. As far as basketball tonight, look, the, the headliner game tonight is going to be uh, 9 o'clock out in Logan, Utah. you got St. Mary's and Utah State. Mm. Good mid-major matchup there. A total coin flip. I give the edge a little bit to the home team here. Keep in mind, this is a tough spot. First true road game for St. Mary's. It is an elevation. Um, they have a major issue, St. Mary's, at the foul line. They've struggled to make foul shots this year. I just think St. Mary's the better team, better offensively, or Utah State's a better team, better offensively. Just, you know, I think a little bit more compact. I like their offense. Uh, and they're at home here. And I think a lot of that, if you're going to give me a coin flip game, I think St. Mary's a little overvalued. What have they really done? Okay, Oregon, I think, it's a little, I think they're overvalued. Notre Dame's not special. You lost to Wisconsin. What has St. Mary's really done? I think Utah State beats them tonight. Utah State came all the way to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and won the Myrtle Beach Invitational by knocking off Oklahoma in that championship. That was uh, – uh, a little over a week or so ago, uh, 73 to 70. And uh, I guess this will be their second biggest test of the season when they take on St. Mary's coming up tonight, 9 o'clock. They got BYU after that. So uh, a tough schedule here for the Aggies. Jeff, uh, I know that you've kind of been away from the NFL. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Saints Cowboys tonight? Cowboys getting healthier. 
It appears Saints still without Kamara. They're going to Taysom Hill tonight. Uh, Cowboys, that line has jumped up to around six and a half. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, you know, I, um, I've been picky and choosy with the NFL, but, I mean, I've, I've seen the Saints in real time. I saw them in Philly a couple weeks ago. I mean, they are dreadful. I mean, dreadful. Uh, quarterback play is a mess. They have no playmakers. Um, their defense will try to keep them in this game, but the Cowboys' offense is so good. You mentioned they're getting healthy at the right time. Um, it looks pretty squarish, but when you look at the monies and the money in the bets, I mean, 74% of the bets are on the Cowboys, 64% of the money. So I just think people are just not real enthralled by the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they just don't have good quarterback play, and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. I think Dallas can move the ball against anybody. And if you look at it, Cliff, New Orleans – Run defense is good. They're not, their pass defense isn't anything special. And you know what's crazy, Clip? We talk about how great the Saints offense or Saints defense is. I mean, the Cowboys and the Saints have given up the same amount of points per game. i got to give the Cowboys some credit. I mean, their defense has made massive strides yeah. where it was a couple of years ago. Um, I, I would play the Cowboys. It, it could be square, but I think the Saints are bad. Yeah, coaching matters. Dan Quinn uh, has done a great job with that Cowboys defense here in uh, 2021. Jeff, good stuff, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Fight week, rough and rowdy. Uh, Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau versus Jersey Jerry coming up next uh, Friday, December 10th. Looking forward to that. We'll talk to you about that and more games next week, Jeff. Sounds good. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, man. There's the big man on campus. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. A lot of action going on tonight in the world of sports and uh, looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard another game tonight to keep an eye on Hurricanes trying to get back on track and they are heavy heavy favorites against the uh, Senators the Ottawa Senators tonight that one in Raleigh so Kane's looking to get back in the win column if you're uh, if you don't want to watch any basketball or football tonight you can check out the Canes let's uh, take a time out come back we'll wrap up hour number two get you set for a huge hour number three Troy D will be in We'll talk to John Gilbert, ECU Athletics Director, and make you a winner. Open up the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest for the second time in 2021. We'll wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt producing. Clip Rock here. Troy D. alongside. We'll be talking to John Gilbert coming up hour three of Pirate Radio Live. He'll join us here on the program. And also, Troy D., I'm going to pass the uh, baton to you today for the treasure chest giveaway. Yeah, I heard, this I, is your, the most wonderful time of the year. I appreciate that clip. And I thought you did an excellent job with it yesterday, by the way. I was tuned in. I did get a little, it's a little emotional for me. Because <laughs> you know how I used to get all. Yeah, this is your all time. Pumped this up is about yeah. it. And, yeah. But I thought you handled it well. 
And I do appreciate, you know, the part I appreciated the most when I asked the winner what they did. You know me so well. <laughs> if I knew if I didn't do that, you would be I'd upset. love to know a little bit about our winners. And this is a chance, our, our listeners. And this is, we don't always get to talk to our listeners on this program. If I didn't ask Carrie Brown what so, she did, I would have been called into your office today. And I, always, and I wanted to avoid that. I find it fascinating about how, um, wide of a variety of listeners we have first yeah. of all and then about their background yeah they know about us i want to know about them well we'll find out about somebody yeah. today so i just wanted to say thank you you got it man yeah you're welcome i'm excited though It'd be cool we got a great treasure chest this this year excitement time we'll run yeah. down the prizes too uh coming up in a bit but right now uh, again we'll hear from john gilbert at five let's hear from mike houston right now as he spoke earlier today at the press conference mike houston a contract extension and raise and uh he spoke today to members of the media let's hear his opening comments surely from uh just about an hour or so ago i just um you know what exactly to say just i think just very grateful and uh humbled uh you know, I said the other night on my coaches show that, uh, you know, I've made it as clear as I can to Chancellor Rogers and to John Gilbert that uh, Amanda and I and our family are very, very happy here. Uh, and that's a, that's a big piece of it. Um, but, you know, there's just so much, uh, so many people that need to be thanked, uh, you know, for this opportunity. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, very, very thankful to Chancellor Rogers, uh, the Board of Trustees, um, you know, everyone that helped get this done, um, you know, very thankful for our coaching staff, for our players and all the hard work that they've done. Um, you know, but really, uh, you know, John Gilbert, from the very first day that I met him, uh, I have never had to question his support. I've never had to question his commitment to the, our program, to our coaching staff, to our student athletes. Um, and I just, uh, I really do want to thank him. He never wants the attention, never wants the spotlight on him, but, uh, just the work that he does daily for, uh, everybody. Uh, but you know, the work he does daily for our football program, uh, to support us, um, we really appreciate it. And I appreciate him helping, uh, get this done. It's something that, uh, Amanda and I wanted, uh, you know, I know that there's, you know, you, you, you get this time of the year, there's rumors and stuff everywhere around there, but you know, the big thing is, you know, we wanted to be here. Um, we're excited. Uh, we're excited about being here in Greenville. Uh, we're excited about how the kids have have done here in the three years. It's been a really great transition. Um, and, I, and, I, and I say again, we're very happy here. Um, you know, as far as you know, your work. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate. You know, I, I get to do something uh, daily that uh, you know my job uh, that I don't really think of it as work. I mean, I. I enjoy very much uh, every day I come into the office. Uh, I enjoy our staff. Uh, I enjoy our student athletes. You know, we just met with them. You know, they're they're in meetings right now. We're getting ready to go out for practice. Uh, but you know, the team meeting, they they were as energetic as ever. You know, I'm sure they're. Uh, I'll get plenty of ribbing from them. Uh, you know, uh, you know, over the extension. But they're just that. What it's uh, maybe three years ago today. I think was the first time that I met. Um, probably about 20 of them or so that are still in the room. Um, and that room that night when John and I stepped in there, we've talked about it a lot. You know, it was just, uh, it was depressing. I mean, everything about the whole thing was depressing. 
Um, and then you walk in today, and I mean, it's I mean, there there can be no more enthusiastic group of kids than that bunch. Uh, and that just that's that's been the change, uh, you know, in in the program. And it's so much work by so many people. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for you know to Pirate Nation, uh, you know, our, our fan base. I said it when I took the job. They're, they're a big reason why I was attracted to this job. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know it hadn't been easy now. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, I, I love the passion of our fan base. I love the passion that they have on game days. I love the passion that they have 365, uh, you know, year round. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, really special. And, uh, so I just, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be around for a while longer. So, uh, uh, hope, uh, hope everybody else is excited as I am. All right, there is the head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston, after receiving that contract extension from East Carolina. He will be the Pirate head coach uh, next season and is under contract, Troy, through 2026. But as we know, all contracts are made to be broken. Well, you assume he'll be the head coach next season. Things can just because there's wow, we can't even assume well, that in this day and age, things Jeez. can change and anything can be bought out. Fine, he's the coach right now. Yeah, he's the coach today. All right. But I do think this kind of, you know, and I'm not saying he was going to be gone anyway. I don't think, even if they didn't extend him, I think there's a good chance he'd, he'd be back. No, nah, this is. hired away. But this was, this was a good time for East Carolina to do this. And yeah. I think they had been working on it for a while. Um, but once again, just because he's got a new extension and a raise doesn't mean that, you know, I still think East Carolina could have an, and I hope that they will have an incredible season next season. I hope that Holt Naylor's is next to announce that he's, here coming are back. they reworking his contract to keep um, him here and, and i asked about that in the question and answer i don't know if we have that queued up about uh whether this will affect holton's decision now that mike houston's been solidified at least for the foreseeable future being right now and next season um but if they have a breakout year next year then this talk happens again oh yeah you know but there's always look there's always a bigger fish. I've said this all along. You know, Oklahoma and Notre Dame have become stepping stone universities, <laughs> Clip. So yeah. don't feel bad if you're East Carolina worried about whether you're going to lose a coach. Hey, it can happen to anyone at any time. Let's just, as I said, enjoy the time you have. Yep. If someone is successful and leaves here on a great note, awesome. Then let's hopefully, hopefully our AD has a plan to get the next Mike Houston in here. And we'll talk to you john gilbert about that possible scenario or other things going on there's a lot to discuss with the ad coming up in a little bit yeah and look the the contracts aren't year to year like uh football czar ellerby wants but it is year to year in that you you just you'd be happy with what you got right now and you know your roster and your coach for the the upcoming year and that's about all you can bank on because as we look around, everything changes so quickly now. And it's not just the coaches anymore. It's the players. It's the portal. It is. You don't know what you're going to have uh, you know, after tomorrow. So just uh, be happy Coach Houston is here uh, right now. And and look, I love the – and we'll talk about this with John Gilbert too – the the headline the uh, at the top of the collage they put together on ecpirates.com oh, yeah. unfinished business true. because this is yeah. uh this is just the start this is not the last chapter of the mike houston era here at east carolina so john gilbert uh, has arrived so we'll take a time out come back a big hour three on tab will make you a winner open up the pirate radio treasure chest and talk to the athletics director of east carolina university john gilbert that's on the way pirate radio live rolls on after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash coming experience the difference at Tommy's now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alright, hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock, Troy D here and we are joined by the Athletics Director of East Carolina University, John Gilbert, inside the Pirate Radio Studios here to kick off the 5 o'clock hour on pirate radio live and uh a big day for east carolina and a busy day and a big day for john gilbert as well john we appreciate you joining us on the program today yeah thanks for having me and troy you just said it uh off the air there good timing to have john yeah, Gilbert in here a lot uh, to talk about today. we were scheduled to have you on anyway but obviously there's even more to talk about now congratulations on getting this extension done for mike Hughes. i know this was important to you let me lead off with this because i've had some people ask me this Hey, it wasn't that long ago the the finances of the department were in in rough shape. Uh, I know things are getting better. Uh, I have had some people ask me, how does ECU pay for this? Yeah, well, it's, um, you you know, all buckets, all funds, you know, are going to go to to contribute to it. And and certainly we've got to do some fundraising for that. Uh, We've got to sell more tickets. We've got to increase Pirate Club memberships. You know, we've got to get more private giving, and the time is now – uh, for that to happen. So I do think, um, you know, stars are aligning in that regard. When you have success like we're having and, and positive momentum, people want to invest. And so what we're going to call upon our very loyal donor base to uh, buy tickets, join the Pirate Club, and, and make private gifts. And we were talking off the air, John. Sometimes, you know, it's <laughs> easier to keep that consistency and, and a known quantity quality of uh, mike houston and the staff here versus starting over taking a risk on someone else that could work out or may not work out but you know what you have in hand right now and to try and keep that hand here in greenville really was the goal of this right what well what, what i've seen in the building every day for the last three years like i believe in mike houston i believe in his staff i see the the quality of the student athletes that he's bringing in and so um you know it takes time to build it i I think each year you know i could look back and say you you know you can see glimpses of it and i think this year we start started to finally you know chip away and see success on the field troy you brought it up a lot you you always use the line that mike houston used you know judge me in year three yeah and and john you've had to judge him every year but especially in year three and you kind of touched on it there but going back to when he was hired and those talks you had with him uh year one year two is this program you know where you thought it would be where he said it would be in year three is it even maybe a little advanced uh, at that position no no i think it's about where i thought it would be I, I i went with a mindset going into this year like if we could get to a bowl game this year this would be a next step for us uh w- w- when you look at i go back to the covid year and you know, we had some really close games we should have won. I think back to the Tulsa game and some others. Navy. But but yeah. but, but what happened, um, you know, during the COVID year, 
you you didn't get a traditional spring football we you really didn't get the traditional you know lifting in the summer working out in the summer the whole you know the 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 full monty in 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 that regard and so i think this year getting to a bowl game was a next step not anywhere uh where we think the program should be i think it is a next step and only that you you know we have high aspirations uh and expectations for this program and 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 mike and his staff do and our and our student athletes do they want to win at a high level and and i think with uh, most people coming back we're we're going to be in good shape if you're just tuning in we're talking to ecu athletic director john gilbert and the news in case you missed it today hit that uh, coach mike houston has received a substantial raise and contract extension today so he he had two years remaining on his deal uh this new deal takes him additional three years so it gives him a current five-year deal uh his ba- his salary if you put everything together he was making over a little over a million i think what 1.1 1. 1, 1. 1. 1.15 oh was it one five five seven five okay so i mean not not bad money already under yep. the current deal this new one will take him to 2.3 million annually a 1.4 million dollar base with 900 um thousand supplemental income uh, throughout the duration of this five-year deal there's a lot of uh, bonuses plans there if he can get east carolina in the national championship race those type of right. things there's a l- lot of uh, things the buyout though does if he ends up leaving for another school let's say that has also gone up in this deal starts at two million dollars and then goes down i think a quarter of a million dollar each year of yep, the deal 250 so down in a year if he stays here for the duration of the contract the last year if he was to leave before the contract's up uh it would still owe east carolina a million dollars correct so um how long you guys have been working on this a while i know the news came out today a lot of people think this is all uh, a knee-jerk reaction of things that that might and i say media nowadays everybody thinks they're the media and and i want to have a separate discussion with you on this in a little bit but before we talk about that how long have you guys been working on this deal well you know i knew all along like as you see the season progress you know um, hey, he a, after uh, this season's complete, he's going to have two years left. You know, I knew if we got to a bowl game that we we really needed to to do something. And so, you, you know, I had a very specific conversation with him after the Memphis game. That that next day, I went in and met with him that morning and just said, "Hey, here here's where we'd like to get to so, somewhere in that that range." Um, and so we started the discussions then his focus was on football you know where it should be it was on you know getting ready for uh navy and and cincinnati and so uh shortly after that i began discussions with his agent Uh, we continue to work through the process and and I, i think it's a fair deal for both sides we we needed to invest in uh in football where we were from a salary standpoint you know he's still not at the top of the league uh so, so it's it's not like you know we we went all the way to the head of the class but but i do think it's a significant financial investment in the program that generates the most revenue for us there was some buzz earlier this week about other schools and some interest or what but then when you start sometimes the, the problem in this day and age with social media is anybody that has a twitter account can view, act like they're a reporter and it could just be an opinion it could be fake it could be a troll it could be whatever and i had some people send me some stuff sunday night and i looked into it and i said 
it was some guy's opinion out of Virginia Tech that had like 200 followers saying, <laughs> I, I've confirmed Mike Houston is the guy for Virginia Tech. They've zeroed in on him, and here's going to be the, the, the parameters of the deal. And I looked into it, and I was like, this doesn't seem very legit to me. Uh, if this was you know, a, a major station or the beat writer from Virginia Tech reporting, it would be one thing. But once again, it was just some rando online. But those type of things you guys have to do. I know your phone was probably blowing up, yeah. too, if mine was. In this day and age, how frustrating is it when when information gets out there that isn't even accurate information? It could be made up or completely wrong. Well, it, it certainly forces us to react to it because, you know, that tweet on Sunday night, I had, you know, people reaching out to me going, is this true? And and so it, it consumes a lot of time reacting to things that, you know, no one is – um, accurate about, but but they can put it out, and so uh, we spend a little time, uh, you know, following back up with that. Troy, by the way, speaking of uh, information and things going on out there, this just came out. Uh, Brett McMurphy and multiple people reporting the Bronco Mendenhall will be resigning from Virginia following their bowl game. Now, so. Brett McMurphy is a legit <laughs> media yes. guy. This is so an example of a – yeah. Also, um, I've just learned that Mike Houston is now their lead candidate. <laughs> Would you like to respond? John, you might want to get back in the <laughs> meeting room. Uh, man, I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. Has this deal been signed yet? So <laughs> it, at least... it, it's signed. It's a, it's a signed copy. Okay. So if he was to leave, he would owe ECU $2 million. $2 million. Dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. I always ask my guests, too, like, do they follow what's going on in the coaching carousel? That's kind of your job, right? You have to have your antenna up to all oh, this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you always keep your antenna up. I mean, we joke about it, but in this day and age, John, as you know, we talked about this after the press conference. I said he's good for t- now, today. That does, I mean, Troy wouldn't I, even let me say, he'll at least be here for next year he's like you don't know that i mean honestly you never know what could happen i mean mean, and i'm not i want coach houston to be here i'm not wishing him away don't get me wrong but i'm just saying this day and age a a school like virginia with his ties to jamie i mean you never know what who knows who and who gets hot on who even with a new deal if there's enough money as we've all seen with lincoln riley and um who jumped ship to lsu from notre dame brian kelly brian kelly uh anything can happen on any given day this is a different day and age in the world of major college football athletics it it is it's a crazy business john uh, i want to say this and then we can get back to coach houston football everything but uh while you're here uh we we do the players lounge on mondays and talk to the ecu football players and folks in the administration mike houston they might be a little queasy when they hear the 18 to 21 year olds are going to come on with us and and talk on the radio but man those guys uh have been fantastic this year troy d i know you'll agree yeah but uh holton Naylor's, tyler sneed rajay harris dj ford xavier smith bruce bivens have been on with us every week handling questions after the losses that you know are uncomfortable but they handled those and then luckily enough we were able to talk about a lot of winning and good moments and just wanted to to say that to you because it's uh it's great for the fans to hear it and get to know these guys as people instead of kind of football playing robots that they watch on saturday so i think it's been it's been great for us and and hopefully good for them and for the school itself it it um you know we've got a great group of men in that that locker room that that represent us in a, in a very positive manner so i'm not surprised at all to hear that you know i see those guys 
almost daily and in, in my interactions with them they're they're a, they're an impressive group you talked earlier about you're going to be calling on donors fundraising hey there's a lot of needs some of the needs are to make sure we fund this new deal going forward a lot of buckets to, to choose from but there's other needs with this program i, I was going to um, someone stole my thunder at the press conference, but I was going to ask you, I, it's not tied into this contract, but I've heard Mike Houston talk about it. I've been here 30 years. It's been talked about for the last 20 at least. Yeah. The need for an indoor practice facility. You know how the weather can be here, uh, especially certain times of year. We're Speaking of fundraising, while you're yeah. out there fundraising, that kind of feels like there's always a need to keep up and maintain what you have. But that feels like the one last piece that we're kind of missing here at East Carolina for football. Well, well, I think it certainly is something that is of value for us. And I say that not only from the football perspective, but really all of our outdoor sports would have access to it. Um, we need it. I think we're one of two in the state of North Carolina and 1A football that, that do not have one. And there are a lot of, of schools that have one that are not that don't play in as prestigious a conference as we play in they have one and and so from a recruiting standpoint man it makes a big difference when you have a building like that that you can go in not only during inclement weather but also sometimes during the heat or yeah. if it's an abnormally cold day and you want to do a walkthrough it's a lot easier to do a walkthrough you know inside in a climate controlled space as opposed to going out you know and and being cold or wet well i think you're right i think it would basically could become a multi-sports facility there's so many teams that could use it at ecu and, and maybe even other uses on campus but a priority for the football team obviously they'd have you know first crack at the times and when they right. need it but then if other sports needed it for other practices or functions or whatever it, it could be a tremendous asset to this athletic department uh, absolutely it could and and, and so it's you know, it's on my list. Uh, we, we will at, at some point here in the near future launch something with it. Not ready to do that today. Uh, you know, we still have some some what, things to go through to get there. If you, if you could wave your magic wand and put it on campus, right? One, where would you put it? And two, it doesn't have to be the Taj Mahal. I mean, it is just right. a, really a, a functioning building to practice inside. It's a inside. metal building. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a protective structure. Um, how much do you think it would cost, and where would you put it? Well, I, I think it would go somewhere in the uh, vicinity of where the uh, football practice fields and the auxiliary turf field are right there, some, somewhere in that general area. Uh, and then cost, it just depends on the bells and whistles. You, you know, you could do one for, you know, I think it's going to be 15 to 22 million, some, somewhere in that general range. And you use the word list, uh, John, because there are more things that are needed and, and wanted yeah. other than that. I know you were on with uh, with Steve and I go hoist the colors earlier this week. You mentioned a uh, an additional weight room and also uh, maybe a scoreboard update coming for Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Well, well, there's really a lot. Like, you know, we're going to get into a campaign in short order, and it will be a comprehensive campaign for most of all of our sports. Uh, it, it'll include, you know, we need uh, we need to do the work in the aquatic center and the swimming locker room. That's going to be, you know, a big piece to it. Uh, we, we've got the football scoreboard. We've got the new auxiliary weight room that we've already mentioned where we're really just waiting on steel. So I've been told maybe this summer we'll be able to get that. So we've got cash in hand uh, ready to build it. We're waiting on steel. 
um you know our, our baseball team wants to do a you know cliff wants to do a locker room you know renovation so so we're going to have a lot of projects on the list that that we're going to ask our donors to help help us fund you mentioned the scoreboard i talked with someone familiar with datronics i believe who's originally put the scoreboard in and they did say look the scoreboard has a lifespan and it has actually outlived its projected lifespan so we're kind of in the world of scoreboards it's a geriatric scoreboard Uh, oh if if you if you only knew how much i held my breath on game day because you really couldn't get parts for it yeah that's become a big issue that i think the fans don't understand is it's even trying to maintain it has become difficult because you can't find tubes you can't find parts you can't find different things to keep the thing functional so really at this point you almost have to start over and just with a brand new absolutely and and, you know that that uh that addition will help drive revenue from a marketing standpoint selling advertising and then obviously what it does for the game experience speaking of the game experience i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about it or at least ask you about it uh a lot of fans that were, were a little bit upset about it and some things are out of your control um and i know we've addressed it on the air with jj earlier this year and a lot of businesses are dealing with staffing shortages but the concessions obviously kind of went a little bit sideways this year as you have a chance now to look back at the year that was what did you learn what changes do you try and make next year to try and improve that situation well i'm I'm hopeful that we won't run into that again next year that that this was a one-year uh you know issue and it was an issue nationally not just with us And, and so you know, we we really did at times do a, a really good job of getting out and, and getting people to come to help work. I, I think the Cincinnati game was unique that it was the Friday after Thanksgiving, which non-traditional day, non-traditional period right after a holiday, it created some challenges. And it's yeah. not, not something that I'm happy with. Um, we can do better and we will. Is there a chance, too, to rethink the way things – I had a friend that went uh, – it's one of the games in the triangle, and he, and he said they had done it differently. They had they had, were say, facing the same issues as you said. This is not unique to East Carolina, but they had kind of gone almost self service style, like you might see in a convenience store or an airport, where they have it ready. You grab it and then you just pay for it at the register. And they have the popcorn already out. They already have the drinks already out, and you just kind of grab it, go. And he said he saw seventy people roll through like in no time. I, I think we've got to reinvent that, knowing what we know. So we're open to doing things like that. Yeah, might be a good good thing to check. Um, we were talking about money with Coach Houston, the assistants. That's a big part of it. Uh, yeah. Where a lot of fans are asking questions is that's not a part of this deal, but that is, I guess, the next thing you're working on. Yeah. When you know when we talked to Mike about um, you know an extension and and kind of where we wanted to go, we knew that. Uh, the assistance would be a part of that and so we've we've got to better fund our assistance if you look at where mike and the assistants are in in the pecking order of the aac that they were at the bottom and, and, and so i do feel you know we're tied for third in our league uh in the league standings uh you know it's time to to make a commitment to them as well and you've had a lot of stability here as ad that i think you've been fortunate that 
since you've been here. Now, what year is this? This um, will be thir- um, um, year uh, three for you too. I, I just finished year December one was year three, so, so you're I'm going into year four. four. You and Coach but, Houston basically came on the same say, day, well, right? Well, I I signed a MOU on a Saturday, and then I went and hired him on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so, but so been, we're one day apart. But you've been fortunate that you've had the same. When I talk about the big three sports, football, basketball, baseball, those have been consistent for you. They have since you've been here, yeah. and, and all those guys seem to be doing, a, I think, a great job. Yeah, we're, we're we're fortunate. You know, the more stability you have, the better off you are. You know, if you keep turning over, it it, it does create some challenges. John Gilbert joining us. Uh, John, I have a question about you know with the college football and and they almost have separated themselves from the NCAA in ways with the bowl games and stuff. So when it comes to college football expansion and expanding the playoffs, you know how much input does an AD have, and do you have a line to Oresco and he has conversation? Like how much input do you have in this kind of stuff? It, it really is uh, more the commissioners that are talking about it. Now we do have uh, AD calls with the commissioner to talk through it. You know, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. Uh, you know. I think the biggest thing is making sure like the group of five schools have access to the championship. And right now, if you look at college basketball, you know, the Gonzagas of the world, they, they have a pathway or, or uh, you know, the East Carolinas or UNC Greensboro, the, a random school, they have a pathway to get there. Yeah. When you look at the college football playoff, and knock on wood, hopefully Cincinnati will be the first one to break through. But up until this time, there has not been a pathway. And if you look up at the makeup of the committee, there's one group of five person on the committee. It, it is, it, it's tough tough to argue. It's a it's a championship when you know not everyone has access. To well, it. I heard the the phrase. It's not a playoff. It's an invitational. And well, I, well I love it, that. it is. And the and the hardest thing for a group of five schools. And look, I did it when I was at a Power Five school. I, I wanted to be mindful of who we're scheduling. You, you know, you, you can you're already playing a tough uh, league or conference games, and then you go and add you, you know certain teams who who are really good in the Group Five, and you're going, man, I, I don't want to play those guys. And so what happens is you get a Central Florida on a run, or a Cincinnati on a run, or a Houston on a run. And, you know, the argument is they, they didn't play anybody. Their strength of schedule is not good. Well, no kidding, it's not good. It's, it's not good <laughs> because uh, all these teams don't want to play them. Yeah. And, and if they do, it's come play us at our place only where we have the home field and bat and advantage and it's almost impossible to win. If Cincinnati breaks through and uh, you know it'd be against all odds but they're basically almost one win away from doing it at this point that it would be hard to deny them at this point e- even the guys that probably don't want them in there would have to admit okay you got to let them in uh which is crazy because in basketball as you said that's embraced the little guys embraced the cinderella stories embraced in march madness i don't understand college football why they some of these guys shun that but with that being said if they do that what does it mean financially to east carolina university the money coming to the conference how is that split is there a figure that hey if cincinnati could do it that means an extra seven hundred thousand dollars to us yeah the, uh cincinnati will get the lion's share uh, of the distribution and then the conference schools will will pick up you know it's ends up being a couple million dollars which is significant each, dollars. Each school well i don't know or the split. exact payout it's split okay uh, it's a formula let's call it 
I can't remember the number. I'm I'm giving you a hypothetical right. number here. Don't take it to the bank. Let, let's say it's ten million. You know, Cincinnati will keep six, and everybody else will get four spread out amongst the okay. schools. But it will be a sub- substantial check. It, it'll be a substantial check, but I can't remember off the top of my head what the distribution is. East Carolina going to the Military Bowl. Some folks are excited about that. Other folks had wished it was a little closer to Greenville or warmer. Either way, um, <laughs> he's speaking for himself here. But <laughs> either way. EC, you didn't have any really uh, say-so in that. Isn't it the conference that basically says, hey, this is where we want to slot you? And how much conversation goes on behind the scenes versus, hey, this is where we you're going to go. We're going to tell you, but you don't really do – or do you get to pick? Well, we don't get to pick, and it really does work with the conference office, but the positive is the Military Bowl was a second pick in the American Athletic Conference this year. So the first pick belongs to ESPN – which they own a multitude of bowl games. I mean, not not every bowl game, but just about every bowl game they own. And, and so ESPN was not going to select ECU with their first pick. We won't know that until Sunday, who their first pick is or who they allocated to that. The second pick in the lineup for the AAC is the Military Bowl. And, and uh, the Military Bowl clearly told us, we are not letting you slide. So... You know, it could have been the Fenway Bowl, it could have been Hawaii, or it could have been one of the ESPN Bowls. But the Military Bowl clearly said, we're not letting you go. You you are going to be, the, the at worst, the second pick. And so once all that played out with the conference office and the bowls, I wanted to announce it as quickly as possible because I wanted people to be able to make plans, buy tickets. You, you know, it's a it's a big difference. This extra week yeah. that we've got is monumental because I, I really do kind of feel bad for the next whoever, whoever they announce that we're playing that, um, you, you know, the hotels and, you know, right. all, all the different things. It's, it's, a, it's an advantage. We've had a it, weak jump on everybody, and I think that was the right move to go ahead and get it out there. And I, I assume we will hear Sunday then officially. We'll uh, hear Sunday uh, officially who, who we're playing. Uh, you know, it's going to be an ACC team, you know, maybe a Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, you, you know, one of those schools. Speaking of ACC, East Carolina opens up its schedule next year at home against north carolina state university and you know it's been a long time since there's been fifty thousand people in that stadium this is a one of those opportunities because the folks will pay attention to this game and nc state will bring so many fans that i could see this one you know and now with east carolina on the rise especially if they could come off a bowl victory there could be a lot to sell next year john there could be a lot of excitement about next year and to start the season that way that could be a fifty thousand seat sold out game potentially what about scheduling those guys going in the future i know there's some stuff already on here that you've inherited but i haven't heard anything about future dates with state and carolina which sell out the stadium which are those games are so important and and i, and I want to hear from fans oh i don't care about them those are money games yeah. for this program those those are those are games that get the media talking those are so important but where are we with negotiations with those two schools going in the future because it seems like once these games are out we're non-existent with them well i I know that we have nc state through 28 uh carolina we do not have on the schedule there's not a open date for them until the late 2000s uh 
I have no update to give you on as it relates to Carolina. Uh, is there any communication you have with their yeah, department I, I, that I you think, try to? I think it is. You know, they're full at this time and not adding, uh, not not adding games. Certainly, it's a game that is important to us. You know, NC State has been a good partner. They're they're on the schedule the next couple years. I think we're next year, and then we play them again in twenty five and twenty eight. Uh, so. Uh, Wake Forest is on the schedule, uh, b- but it's clearly important to to get those teams on the schedule in the future. Who, who do you like to see, other than if they're if you can't get it done with those guys, who would you like to schedule as far as non conference? Well, we we're pretty full non conference to yep. 2028, so yeah. it, you know we need to add a game. I think in 24, an FCS team when Charlotte moves to the conference schedule. Uh, we'll need to add an FCS team in there because as the schedule stood, uh, again, I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm pretty close. We, we were playing – we had no FCS opponent that year, and so we'll pick up uh, an FCS-type opponent. I, I, you know, I like regional games that, you know, our fans can drive to. So so I think Carolinas, Virginia, South Carolina, uh, Tennessee, y- y- you know – if if we stay in that region where people can come, it's it's a big deal. Just real quick, that twenty twenty four. So you got at Old Dominion, Appalachian State, BYU, and at Charlotte. So the at Charlotte just gets bumped for another yeah. game, and you might see them in conference. And, and what year was that? Twenty twenty four. Okay, so that twenty four. We're also talking about moving, uh, moving the BYU game a, a year back to twenty five. So. Uh, uh, you know, not finalized yet, but but looking at that as well. So you know, as you mentioned, for the next eight years, a lot of non-conference is just about it, it, full. It's full. How how far out then do you you know how, how far out do the schedules have to go? Like, are you working? Okay, well, we need to start on you know twenty thirty. Well, we've had. Oh, we have Troy. We got at Old Dominion in twenty thirty. Yeah, that's the only game I think we have scheduled out. By then, could be a conference game. Is Old Dominion? (laughs) Yes. Um, But how far? You know, how? What do you do? You you know, you you've got to do it to to stay relative and get good games. But I hate it. Like, you know, we're scheduling games that. You know, the, the person is in fourth we, grade right now. I know. We just hope to be alive then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are the chances that, you know, hey, this would be great if you're still AD. It would be right. amazing. But that's, that's it, it, it almost a decade from now, it's almost kind of crazy. Yeah. Right, really the last is. one is uh, actually 2031 with Old Dominion here yeah. at home. So uh, when, when, I, uh, when I talk to ODU um, and, and – you know that game makes a lot of sense it, it's close it's a regional game that that our fans can drive to it's two hours away um that that's not a bad game for us you know when it looks to scheduling love seeing uh boise state on the schedule as well west virginia wake forest so some, some good teams i like michigan's next year right two, or two, two, years. two years two years all right i got two years to prepare for michigan which is 2023 20, yep. all right that's a house divided game for me. My sister graduated from Michigan. Yeah. So it, we're, it, we're already It'll be a fun junk. trip. Yeah, it'll be awesome. You had a question? I'm, I'm done with my wow. questions. All right. I'll turn it over to the jury. <laughs> John, uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank Appreciate you, it. Is good that stuff. It? Good stuff. Yeah, we haven't seen you in a while, man. It's good to see. Well, I mean, at least on the air. Well, I, I you know, I'll come back anytime you ask. Great, great to have you with us. Uh, appreciate your 
open communication as always and uh congratulations on your day-to-day i know this yeah. was a big day for you guys and be able to put this behind you How, so you you came in at the same time with coach houston uh, someone asked you this at the press conference what what type of deal are you on yeah uh, I, i've got two years left um you know again i've talked to the chancellor about or uh, he's talked to me about where we are and and you know where we want to go and you know i'm committed to ecu and being here and i i really don't i i don't worry about things like that like you know it, it, it'll come uh you know the the university and the chancellor have been been exceptional to our athletic department and to me personally so i feel really uh good about being here happy to be here and uh want to continue to to work hard to move the pirates forward john sounds good thanks for your time again great seeing you john gilbert east carolina athletic director we'll see you in, in annapolis go pirates hopefully uh maybe seeing Minji saturday basketball is playing there. good yeah. double header yes sir. women at 12 and men at three and they are both undefeated at home this year they so we'll are keep that going uh, yep. this weekend that'd be great all right uh tell you what let's hope at uh, troy you want to wait no i don't want to wait do it right now i want to do it right now all right we don't have time to wait let's do it now clip <laughs> i should have brought in the bell to bang you know, Look, this is your sh- yeah, this is your baby. Do whatever you want. This is all you. I'll do it next time. Do it Let's right. open it up. The tr- holiday treasure chest is open for business. What are we doing? Caller who, Shirley? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. 252-317-1250. The phone lines are open now. If you're listening to us in our live edition in the 5 o'clock hour, if you're listening to us on an encore podcast, please don't call. But if you're listening to us live... Your chance to win right now. We've got unbelievable prizes. We'll take caller 12. We'll get you live on the air with us. We'll find out what your prize is. 317-1250 Treasure Chest is open for business. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you one who has been waiting before trying? CBD. Well, ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Great to have John Gilbert in studio as a uh, great conversation with the AD at East Carolina. He, uh, and Mike Houston in East Carolina agree to a contract extension and a raise. Mike Houston under contract now through 2026. Yeah, I got the hard copy here too, Clip. And uh, boy, it has very extensive. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of legalese in here, a lot of nuggets in here, and, and all types of you know things that could just give you a headache trying to read it all. We might just like but, read one random page a day, and we'll be yeah. done by next July. Yeah, by the time it's time to renew coach again <laughs> yeah. for his next deal, we'll we done. might be through with it. But yeah, uh, we'll talk. We'll get to the Bronco Mendenhall news. He put out a statement as to why he's stepping down from Virginia, and we'll uh, we'll get to that. But we have a winner 
on the fixed nc live line and boy this is going to make some people mad this is weird chad moore who tries to call in every single day and cannot get in for years and years and all of you that call in and get a busy signal so yesterday yeah, now, now the, our rule is you can only win once as a person correct you can't like so uh what was it carrie brown yeah won yesterday so she can't call in again correct or if she does she won't be a winner she's not eligible know, she's to not win eligible twice. to win again right but but that doesn't mean someone else with the last name of brown can't try and win patrick brown is our winner today now patrick no way you're related to uh carrie brown our winner from wednesday right uh i would have i have no idea who you were talking about <laughs> okay all right he could be divorced i don't know <laughs> patrick you guys work for the phone company have you rigged this system do i have to investigate this <laughs> no no uh we may have uh more than one phone going we've got the kids rubbed in on it but this is straight up my phone this is it was me calling and my 11 year old saying there is no way that you're going to get through if mom got in yesterday i mean whoever that woman was it's <laughs> unbelievable so your wife won yesterday and you win today now we'll say that's it yeah. for you guys because i think you got to be 21 or over on this deal that's right ah good point yeah so no don't be having your kids call tomorrow um trick is we get in early because you know once the word gets out that this is going in uh going on again then people just go crazy everybody's calling so yeah get in early and get multiple phones he's got a science to it i mean There's there must be ten thousand people that are ready to choke slam you <laughs> it's the holiday season <laughs> tensions season. are high <laughs> All right, well, um, well, you need to uh, let's run down the list real quick, Shirley Rhodes. Let me uh, pull up. I liked how y'all kind of tag teamed it. Yesterday. Yeah, it makes it fun, right? Yeah, did a good, did a good job with that. All right, so uh, Shirley, are you ready to go? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, I'll get it started with twelve large pizzas from Domino's of Greenville. Pirate gift basket from UBE. Takeout party for ten from Parker's Barbecue. Hundred dollar gift card from Emporium. Hundred dollar gift card from Chico's. Lazy Boy Recliner from Boston Soap Furniture. Hundred dollar gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Hundred dollar gift card to Fresh Five. Hundred dollar gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park worth three hundred sixty bucks. Two hundred dollar gift card to Factory Mattress. One hundred forty dollar gift card to Revive Health and Wellness. Gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company. One hundred dollars in gift cards to Dap House, Christie's Euro Pub, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Hundred dollar gift card to Halo. Hundred dollar gift card to Bagel Man. One free year VIP subscription to Hoist the Colors. That so, is what is in the treasure chest. This is the nineteenth year season we've done the treasure chest the first year for you long time for those of you that were with us in december of 2003 Mm -hmm. it was the first year we did this think back folks where were you in 2003 that is when we started the pirate radio holiday treasure chest and the very first year we only did this one time for this way we did a winner take all wow one person won like everything we had in the chest and then we were like wait a second this is like we should spread the love around. Yeah. Like, let's spread it out more, make more people winners. This is amazing for this one person. But, man, we've got, like, 20 items in here. What if we could have 20 people that are happy? That's nuts. Somebody yeah. had a very merry so Christmas. So there's, there's a little Pirate Radio history trivia for you buffs. All right, Patrick, anything in particular you're hoping for today? Uh, no, not really. Not really. Not at all. I've, I've won multiple times just to... Uh, rub it in other people's face wow just making me even angrier at me uh and, and my wife that we've won probably a total of uh i don't know five six other prizes <laughs> oh wow 
This is Patrick, why we're uh, talking. I think Chad's head just exploded. <laughs> Tell us, what, what do you do nowadays? Uh, I'm a uh, server and storage uh, engineer for an agricultural uh, company that's in like 32 different companies. So I'm, I'm a computer geek, basically. All right. Like a super geek. All right. And you used to, for, for back in the day, you, you originated the Greenville, Greenville's Jolly Charlie, right? I did. I did. And I'm the goofball that... Uh, used to toilet paper people in restaurants and i currently run around as buddy the elf every once in a while you'll see me acting a fool there's a good video out there of me roasting uh the former mayor um thomas and how he couldn't read and hooked on phonics trained him to read so yeah it's pretty good yeah i couldn't tell who the elf was between you and him oh <laughs> that's good that is that's supposed to be funny patrick did you work <laughs> at a um, a seafood chain restaurant many many years ago I did. I mean, I unbelievable. I remember this was guy he a waiter? acting a fool. No, no. He, oh. uh, he's probably a little older than me, I would think. But I remember going to that restaurant and him just being a crazy guy. And it's, yeah. 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 He's still crazy. He is. And he's a winner. So. All right, Patrick. So here's the deal. Uh, we got the treasure chest. We've picked out a sealed envelope for you. Chad, by the way, called 53 times today, Troy D. Wow. Trying to get in. That is incredible. Wait, how many times did he call yesterday? Like 105. I said 100 yesterday. I'm really pulled yeah. for Chad because he's a very loyal listener. But I kind of like the storyline that he can't win, too. It makes he's, something to talk about. He's our favorite loser, I guess. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the that Cubs. Is, that the is tough stuff. That is tough stuff right there. That's, it's a tough phone call league. It's a tough competition, Troy. Unless your last name's Brown. It's a tough giveaway. Uh, all right, so here we go, Patrick. You ready to go? All right. Well, I was waiting. Let's do it. Trying Taylor. to figure out what you were doing. Patrick Brown. Oh man, if somebody's <laughs> got to win this, this is perfect for you. Because this isn't always perfect for everybody, but this is perfect for you. Mm. Mm. Congratulations! You are the proud new recipient of a free one-year VIP subscription to HoistTheColors.net. Here we go. $107 value right there. And I know you're a huge Pirate fan, and I know you're kind of cheap, so you're probably not a VIP member already. <laughs> so this is, am I right? Is this not perfect for you? It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Chad for not winning. <laughs> All right, and don't call us the rest of the year or anyone from your family. <laughs> That's it for you guys. That's right. Unbelievable. Back-to-back winners. That's awesome. Patrick and his wife. That is unbelievable. Patrick and That Carrie is another Brown. first. I don't like, I For back-to-back like, back like that. Oh, back-to-back, back, yeah. Back-to-back, yeah. I'm talking. That's I feel it. like we have had a husband-wife duo yeah. win before. Yeah. But uh, Boy, there's been some great moments in this thing. Great moments in treasure chest history. Remember the bed breaker? Uh, Dixon, Dixon Davis. Yeah. That's how he got the name. Yeah. Remember, I, uh, was it Captain Bill that uh, was oh, getting booty every night for the next get, three he, years? He got the diamond ring that year. Oh, so many great moments. Yeah. <laughs> Wish we had a montage of all this. All right, Shirley, hit the montage. <laughs> I, I want to say we have one somewhere. All right, we'll, dig, we'll see if we can dig it up for next time. Cliff next knows, pr- probably knows where to find it. He just probably doesn't remember. Yeah. Once you get on this side of the... Uh, the studio you your brain stops working steve was asking i was a lot smarter when i sat there and then i got in the troy d captain chair and i don't remember see what happens yeah uh steve was asking if that restaurant was named red lobster yeah i didn't know if we wanted to say it's okay but yeah i remember him 
being this wacky guy that you remember you know dick's restaurant where the the waiters like just crap at myrtle, yeah, beach? myrtle yeah. beach yes he was kind of yeah. like thought he worked at dick's <laughs> yeah. and nobody else was acting like him it was I, really strange yeah is that place still open in myrtle beach oh i don't know it's the I, most bizarre is concept. that the one where they put the hats on yeah. you and have the yes yeah, like yeah. 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 they still yeah. it still exists it's still there it's, it's still amazing there. to me that that place has survived yeah, that was, that's yeah. where we were gonna go if we wound up going to the Myrtle Beach. That's where the team were gonna eat, Troy. D, <laughs> Are you the serious? No, I don't. We were gonna do a live from <laughs> Dick's <laughs> Resort. I was waiting for their competitor. We kissed. Your I butt. was thinking we should do the show from there. <laughs> All right, uh, we need another break. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We will uh, get ready to wrap up a Thursday edition. <laughs> Steve said he put coffee filters in his ears ran around the restaurant yeah i mean he, the guy's nuts yeah, he is nuts but he's a winner he's right. our, and he's our nut that's right that's our uh that's our, that's our dog audience. right there <laughs> All right. our elf we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. You can start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, great show today. Great to catch up with Tim Kraft, former ECU assistant basketball coach. He'll be in Minji's coming up on Saturday, bringing his Gardner-Webb Bulldogs to town to play the Pirates. Also caught up with John Gilbert on today's program. Troy D, it's been a good one. Yeah, we talked about future scheduling. It's kind of crazy. We're looking out, you know, it's almost like a decade out. They have the non-conference already lined up. I mean, hell, at this point, though, I'm going to quit worrying about it. I'm just going to hope to make it to the state game next year. One game at a time. Why, why get ahead of yourself at yeah. this point? I mean, you know, well, I was just why saying. am I worried about us scheduling North Carolina, North Carolina State in 2030 when, I mean, God knows whether we'll even be here. Uh, 2028, I, I said I wish that was next year's schedule. Uh, NC State at home, Boise State at home at Wake Forest. Now, will any of those games be played in 2028? They're on the schedule right now. Yeah. We'll see. But that's an attractive non-conference schedule for seven freaking years from now. Yeah. And let's look at 2023 at Michigan, probably to start the season perhaps, Marshall at home, at App State, and then Gardner-Webb. I like that. That is, that is a wide variety right there. I like Marshall coming here. I like that game. Yeah. And uh, at Michigan, of course, you got that big, uh, big-time opportunity to – I would like to see more of those games on the schedule. Great opportunity. Yeah, great opportunity. We'll be yeah. hearing more opportunity for the next, uh, well, I don't want to say a few years or Troy. Well, yeah, hey, look, I'm just saying next week, if something happens, you never know. Like Bronco Mendenhall yeah, stepping down? Right. Who would have projected that? You never morning? know when an opportunity arrives. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm, my family loves it here. I love it here. But. Not saying I don't love other places. I have a great opportunity <laughs> yeah. in Charlottesville. But you know how I feel about Virginia and the mountains up there and the success we had at JMU. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying in this day and age, you never know. Mark this day down as you never know day. Oh, God. Will you stop and doing that? And you know that? what? Because Troy of said that, it first. Troy said it first. And you be- heard it here first. Right. And because of that, Bronco Mendenhall said, I am done. I mean, that is. <laughs> I just said, find I it hard to he believe that. that he's turning down that much. There has to be more to the story, I think. He acts like he's going on like a sabbatical. Right. I just, I think maybe that's a neat way to get some stuff off his chest, but I think there's more to it. All right. Maybe he was forced out as part of it. You heard it here first. You did. You know, I just doubt, oh, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to walk away from all these millions of dollars. I don't buy it, is what I'm saying. Troy, good stuff. Enjoyed it. Great show today. Thanks, Clip. I'll see you again uh, next week. Monday? Yeah. We'll do Monday of five. Sounds good. How about that? All right, we'll see you fine folks Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, the big dog, Troy D., and the crew here. I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.